What is good, my friends? Thanks for tuning in. This is another episode of their Listen Up series through Scoped Exposure. Um, you know, if you're new around here, um, welcome. Uh, this is the show where we take a look back and listen back at all the dope shit that was dropped the month prior. Um, we're kind of at the halfway point of 2023. And, you know, it's funny looking back because I kind of... I knew that this series had some legs. I just didn't find the right rhythm for it. And when we were kind of getting into the back half of 2022, when I reached out to Jack to kind of like co-host this show with me and they were down for it and we've been doing it month after month. And it feels like we're just, we've found the rhythm for this show and it feels really good. And yeah, I'm just really excited for these, um, you know, these 15 tracks that we've, uh, we've, curated for y'all um jack thanks for joining me and yeah just getting a little sentimental in the intro i guess hey man i mean it, it is kind of a, a good point for re- reflection because we really are halfway through the year believe it or not it's just it's pretty crazy like i've seen people put up like little top 25 like so far like for their list for this year and i'm like damn is it already time to start thinking about that <laughs> right but uh <laughs> but as always you know i'm excited for what we have in I guess lined up for this episode and I think it's it's top tier as always yeah I feel like there's there's always you know the goal at least I I think the unified goal um and the unified vision between Jack and I is we always like to try to dip our toes into multiple different you know subgenres as well as regions and different things um and that's definitely going to be a proponent um when we have some of the guests who we're calling in um this actually might be the first time that we do a bit of like a calling back to older conversations from our last listen up episode um but i'll save that for you know the 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 time where we get to that but you know before we talk music jack it's time to bev check my friend oh yeah oh yeah what the fuck do you got in your can today I got just water today. I mean, I it's have not even a can; a it's a bottle. Well, it's a little, yeah, it's <laughs> the work water that's been sitting in the office for however many months. I just take one or two every time I come in. Right. I did have a nitro cold brew earlier, which Ooh. was which was spot on, but I, I I'm not good at savoring drinks. I just kind of down them. Yeah, so. <laughs> like I love ice drinks this time of the year, but I feel like I'm. I don't realize how actively I'm sipping and I, you know, there's the dope coffee shop, like literally just down the road and I'll, I'll get an iced coffee and it'll be half done by the block walk <laughs> that I'm dr- walking back to, to my spot. So, uh, trying to, trying to delay and enjoy, but I might, I might have to be in the, the realm of just or- ordering two cold drinks at this point, you know, it's just kind of in that. Or you, you got to find a um, a shop that does the the ice cubes that are just like coffee ice cubes. Mm. If you if you catch my drift, there's yeah. a place that I just found out about near. I think it's like five or ten miles away from where I live. Uh, and so you can do it. Many of my friends call it this. I don't know if it's someone else has a different name for it, but it's when you get an ice drink and you say you drink like maybe like two thirds of it. You leave it in the car, and then the ice melts, and you have what's called, what I would call a second drink. Oh, I it see. It kind of refills itself, you know what I'm saying? Like both right. the coffee ice cubes. Right. You're getting, to me, essentially like two drinks. Because, I mean, they already, most coffee shops loaded up with ice anyway. So it's like two for the price of one. Yeah. So maybe that's the move. Well, 
you know, the nitro that you had earlier today, that usually has to be ice cube less. It's it's got to, mm. you know, cuz it's going to be chilled itself by the time you pour it. But I do I do like that. I I don't know if I'm the biggest proponent cuz like I don't like my shit just being watered down, but you know, if you want to keep telling yourself that you have a free second drink, you can do that all you want. Get in the bang for your buck, man. I mean, I that's guess. the way I see it. Like it's funny because I've been a big ice dirty chai. Like I've talked about that for multiple seasons of this podcast. Um, mm. So ice dirty chai with oat milk. But lately, it's been ice latte with raw sugar, like some brown sugar in there. Huh. Okay. Yeah. What? How does that like mix into the drink? So like sometimes I do the raw sugar just like on top and it will kind of you know i just kind of do the the classic kind of shake around um mm. sometimes i'll ask for raw sugar and some people are like do you want to do like just simple syrup instead and usually <laughs> that's just you know that's usually just a combo between sugar and water just to kind of get it a little bit more liquid to liquid versus liquid to solid if you know what i mean i'm just not a fan of the simple syrup but something about it doesn't like sit right with me and i'm glad that it, like when i order stuff especially from like starbucks when i go there i just remember to not have that included i just i'd rather just taste the coffee and if i need sweetener maybe it can come from like an added flavor right you know what i'm saying yeah it's not something that's just like kind of pointless yeah but. it's um we got a ton of flavor shots um for shit at work and i've been trying to fly the flag of doing a peanut butter because we have a peanut butter shot for flavor mm -hmm. so i've been trying to fly the flag to do a peanut butter cappuccino and it's like half and half of the coworkers that i have that are like you're you're so crazy out to lunch and some people are like okay i could see it but i'm just trying to get the ratios right of like how much because i don't like i'm not a big flavor pump kind of coffee person i need it to be you know i got to work with the best of the best but transformative if you're getting some peanut butter in there, a little bit of salty, a little bit of sweet. I've seen like definitely like the blended like ice drinks, like frappes and stuff. Try like a take on like a peanut butter or banana, peanut butter and mm. jelly. Oh, enough. peanut butter, banana? That's usually like a good combo if you're doing like a protein shake or milkshake. But I've seen it in frappe form. Mm. It, looks, it looks cool. Okay. I'm just like, I guess I'm like a low-key peanut butter uh, hater, I guess. Peanut You're a butter, peanut like, butter I, hater. I have, to, I have to like be in the mood for it. Like the only time I really want it is like if I have toast, I'll put like a thin layer on top of the toast, and it's kind of warm, and I like that. But anytime else, it's just stick, it sticks to the roof of your mouth, man. And I'm not a fan of that. It's so it's so wild sometimes because I feel like Jack and I see eye to eye on most things when it comes to music, but when we hit on something where we don't agree. The fact that you are like, yeah, just the thinnest layer of peanut butter. I'm looking at you a little differently yeah. now. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> it's how I've always been. Um, I prop, I probably can count all the times that I've had peanut butter in like a like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Probably, I've probably had thirty in my life. <laughs> like, and I've probably been a three thousand and plus three thirty thirty thousand, if that. Um, but I'm, I'm, I, I feel like me trying to argue with you about peanut butter will derail this entire podcast. So I'm going to try to get us back <laughs> yeah, on here. That's a long conversation. Absolutely. So, um, like I said in the intro, um, you know, we pull 15 dope 
tracks that were released uh, the month prior, which was June. Um, you know, and I, I give Jack the reins when it comes to curating the order. So, you know, you'll kind of get some of the trends of how we, you know, back to back some of these tracks. But um, I think the first time ever, well, maybe not first time ever, but we're starting with, with a track that you've selected. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, wait, 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 wait. We have not checked Bev's. We got derailed by our fucking peanut butter fiasco. Oh, well, I mean, I checked mine. I checked. Didn't check I didn't check it. I've been off the podcast game already. I, I fucked up the intro. We had to redo that, and now I'm fucking up the Bev check. Um, I'm doing <laughs> a lemon lime prime energy drink because okay. I I had the berry one on Nico's podcast, and it actually was pretty good. So I'm doing hmm. flavor number two to to make sure that they've hit on all the bases and they're not just a one hit wonder kind of bev at least for me but uh yeah i often wonder like how um oh yeah cheers i wonder how um i want to like do a deep dive in how like the flavors and like are, are picked out between different bev companies you know like there's probably like a secret like lock-in combination to get like a lime flavor or a mango mm. i just want to see like how people get the different variations or if it's all the same flavor and there's something else that makes each batch that different that yeah. makes sense this is How a is solid six and a half seven out of ten. Oh, yeah Can't it's, on, it's on the board i wouldn't say it's the hottest contender but it's on the board so okay yeah all it's right passing grade first track what do we got yes so I found out about this band. Usually this doesn't happen to me, which makes me sound like a, a big nerd. Usually I just like know about things before most people <laughs> in my friend group do like learn about it. But like I was just going through my story, uh, like my, from my personal account a couple weeks back. And I saw a friend of mine put this band best wishes in their story. And I'm like, how have I not seen this? Cause it's pretty striking artwork. It's just like black background, it kind of looks like there's like, I guess it's like the drama in um, what what are the like the, the Greek Greek tragedies and, and dramas or comedies or whatever faces, but looking more like kind of tiki heads, which mm. is kind of cool, right. at least to me. And I listened to it and I was like, this is just really uh, impressive. And so I did my usual like investigation. And I was like, oh, this is like a Toronto band, which is even cooler because like. I, when I when I think about like Cro-Mags worship, because I wouldn't say this is exactly what that is. Obviously, Best Wishes is a is a Cro-Mags like reference, but like I don't think about the Cro-Mags being like terribly important in Canada as they are in like the states. Because people talk about Age of Quora all the time. Maybe you could like jump in on that, but I think it, it's really just great hardcore. I would say I wouldn't say it's run of the mill. I would say it's definitely like got mosher and groovier elements to it. Um, and I think this might be their first uh, release. And I don't even know if they played a show yet. I had their uh, their Instagram up. I think they haven't even played their first show yet. I'm going to double check that. So right I, I think, and I'm just trying to pull up some of the um, Discog. I think just... Just being fully transparent, like, you know, this is definitely like a Toronto kind of band. Um, mm. So I don't know the lore as much, but I think this is like 
not just like a debut we've come out of nowhere i think this is a band that was once around and has like returned and has come oh, back interesting so like so. they like like a like a phoenix man coming from the ashes again and just right. like oh hey we're back kind yeah of, um, yeah because um they, just a a few days ago they announced their f- they said first gig back um and they're playing with the fact um die alone and yeah, total yeah, silence yeah, yeah. yeah okay so interesting yeah like i'm sure that there's probably a few best wishes you know maybe there's one dude who's who's listening um but yeah i you know this is not the most educational part of of this pod but um i heard this as well cuz there was definitely a lot of people you know east and west who were excited about it and I think, you know, the proof is in the pudding when it comes to how good the music is. So I'm I'm glad that we're kicking it off with some Toronto shit. Oh, yeah. And I, another thing I would add is, uh, I guess, is another maybe descriptor. I feel like if you could put like this on like a label, it'd fit just as well on Scheme as it would on, um, oh, I forget what the label is. What's the label that put out the uh, Rob Brigade LP last year? Oh, um fuck and they did the uh maybe they did the combust record too and the uh oh my gosh you know i have the answer in front of me i could just look look it up <laughs> i was having a conversation about this the other day because i think like if you're in the 90s like same age range as you and i like early 90s yeah. sometimes you forget that you can just look up fucking the answer right in front of you where <laughs> you still like Is brainstorm it uh, like when you're a kid only? like oh i wonder cash only huh? records yeah, cash only. So like right. a good fit for like a cash only uh like record span and like if you fuck with like scheme records too, like I feel like this is this is gonna be your move. Um, okay. I do have another question for you though. Do you know like any of the specifics of what they were like since like you said that like they're just coming back? Like do you know like anything about the origin or like who the people are? Uh I don't, but again, if anyone from that camp is listening and wants to come and chat and educate me on on the facts like i'm for it um i i guess i'm just putting this is a classic like there's a little bit of mystery in every single hardcore thing and i'm just trying to put the pieces together but you know it's it's very rare that you hear something that is so um just like new and this is with air quotes as far as like oh there's nothing prior at least in the internet age um Mm -hmm of these guys but i mean if they're just fooling us and they've just come out of the gate swinging and you know all that then that's awesome but i from what i've been able to see and read i think this is a maybe we were around before maybe under a different name you know there's a bunch of things that it could be but i'm at at the very least like um just been listening to the the thrill is gone and uh loving it so we'll have to put on our private investigator hats while we <laughs> listen to the track. So, uh, yeah, so we're listening to Best Wishes, and the track is Unconditional Surrender.
There is some solid guitar picking on that on that track. Oh, dude, that's part of the reason why I, I love this release. I feel like it's just they're playing like the guitar picking is so reminiscent of like a certain style of hardcore that like really appealed to me when I was younger. I just like it's that kind of shit when you hear it, you're like, it's almost like you want to immediately beat ass, but it's almost more like I'm going to clear the entire floor going side to side and just pretty much being like a street sweeper. You're just sweeping the entire floor and just going ham some caveman shit. Would you say that this is like, obviously, vocal wise, it's totally different, but like, would you say instrumentation wise, this is like for fans of Mind Force? I feel like there's some. Of that you could put something there what what I, what I, when i was like especially that last part towards like the, the more breakdown-esque part i was thinking like you could probably pull like some hudson valley stuff and, and put it yeah. in there but also like western mass um stuff oh, okay. from like 10 years ago or so i feel like that could have been like stuff that played with like maybe rude awakening during like the demo days sure. or like um like bands like villain or revenge uh and it's it's just cool. It's chunky, and it maybe that I think what I like about the picking it reminds sometimes like the picking style reminds me of like riding on a horse or like a gallop, like yeah. or going into battle <laughs> that <laughs> way. <laughs> and that's yeah. just that, that's something that is really appealing <laughs> to me. Um, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, it's good shit. Um, yeah. So uh, best wishes, Toronto. I'm I'm hoping that I can be at that show to to kind of check it check it out in the flesh and probably apologize to be like hey sorry if we 
misquoted anything within your uh, band's lore. But um, yeah, track is sick. Okay. Next up, track number two, my first pick. We're going to be listening to a band called Ego Death, which is out of Seattle, Washington. The track we're going to be listening to is called Face of Death, which is off their two-song two-song summer tour tape. That just has too many alliterations. That is a tongue twister. I was wondering what you were going to say. It's like, <laughs> like, there's no way you're missing two song promo, but there's a lot more words in there. Yeah, so I'm two like, I'm song gonna... summer tour tape, um, which is through Missing Corpse Records. Um, so Ego Death was a band that I started to see kind of just popping up just within the, you know, Pacific Northwest kind of um, radar, and like it's kind of funny because sometimes. Calgary gets looped into that or or not and um you know I I unfortunately I have to kind of be that that dude in the band who is being filled in by someone else for one of my bands um so uh Mission of Guilt and Ego Death are doing a a little just, just to Vancouver and then back to Calgary and Edmonton this weekend. Um, so I was like, well, how, how can I be involved in this at the very least? So I want to give a plug to ego death. Um, they did part of this tour. I think the week prior they did it with witness chamber. You're correct. I was looking at the flyer. Yeah. 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 So it's kind of like a, you know, do the two weekends back to back kind of thing. Um, but yeah, as soon as I kind of like, they got put onto my radar and it kind of, popped into the emission of guilt group chat. Um, I've been, I've been excited and I've been, um, vibing with these two songs that they, that they put out. And so I'm excited. We, we got them on for this episode. Let me, let me say one thing. I'm going to say this as a, <laughs> as an American. Okay. <laughs> this is just for me. Pardon my ignorance. I think this is because I'm a big geography head. To me, Calgary should be considered Pacific Northwest. Okay. Because the way I see it, if you're grouping it in with like Idaho and Boise, like <laughs> that's really not that that far. Like to me, like like if you just took a straight line up, you're like you're hitting you're hitting like Alberta, and like I think just like that should be the border. Like, mm. where else? What else would you call yourself if you're not Pacific Northwest? Like, like to me, like, would you say like that's a good question to ask right now? This is not pertain to anything about EODEF, which I am going to say something about that in a second. But okay. <laughs> what do you call the middle of, of y'all's like country? Like, what we would call the Midwest? Like, what are you calling like? It would Saskatchewan be it would be and, the prairies. So anything prairies. from Manitoba, pretty much to like Calgary is interesting because we're still. You can still experience or feel the prairie experience, but you you're so close to the mountains at the same time. So yeah, so you got you got mountains and shit. So to me, like if you the, the topography, like if you're near like the mountains and shit, and you get and, then, and you can take pictures in town, and that's your background. You're Pacific Northwest. I mean, okay, yeah. I feel like, like if you me, can like, see the mountains, you're Pacific Northwest. That should be the benchmark. Yeah, because like the way I see it on, on my end is like from being from like where I'm from in Roanoke, like. If you go, like, we're near the Appalachians, but not close enough to be in the Appalachians. Sure. But like, sure, sure, sure. If I can get there in 30 minutes' time on a, in a car ride, we're we're part of Appalachian. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like, it'd be weird to not, like, lump us if in. If I could commute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
No, that that but, I think I think yeah, I, I've never really thought about that because yeah, like I think that people lump in the Boise as a part of that and we're literally just north. You know, direction-wise of Boise, it's not like you have to go north and a certain direction. Um but yeah, I I think it is it's kind of a like Seattle and and Tacoma and some of those places like definitely has a certain like I don't think of those places and immediately go to like the heaviness that ego death is bringing, which as I, I understand that certain scenes and different um, places are going to have a sound or whatever, but I love when bands kind of steer off of that and they introduce something mm-hmm. new into that. So, you know, like for, for forever, it felt like, Oh, only bands out of Texas are like, crossover and metal but you know you see lots of like punk and and you know like metalcore kind of bands starting to pop up from there so i love to see that like when i think of the seattle area i think more like odd men out like kind of like grittier like punk kind of stuff um Mm -hmm. that has like an edge but nothing of of this magnitude so um, I'm glad you said that because that was the, the, the actual like comment I was going to make towards ego death is like I don't think of that region as having like kind of like certified ass beating kind of stuff going on. <laughs> sure. um, I ass think beating in the, a different way. In a different way. Like yeah, I think yeah. some of the tide is turning a little bit. And I know like in the past, um, especially if you're in like eastern like Washington state uh, and like certain parts of Oregon, you're going to find like some of the heavier shit like i can't remember but the the first this is hardcore i ever went to i think one of the opening bands was from like tacoma or somewhere further east from that and they were like just balls to the wall heavy like almost in a zababa way like mm. it just crushingly so like i know it's not completely foreign to that area but i was i'm pleasantly surprised to like when you have there's a stereotype of a certain region and then you hear like the opposite and you're like oh okay mm-hmm. there's there's chops to be had there um so this is like a promo thing. I, wa- I wish I knew some inside baseball because I want like the songs are really good. Like I kind of hate on promo tracks sometimes because I feel like for promos or like singles, sometimes you'll use like a different mix or like a different recording. And it's like always the ass version compared to like what comes out later. Sure. But it sounds really good <laughs> as far as production. Like it, it's really good. So I'm like hoping that I want more than just like four or five songs. I guess yeah. is what I'm saying. I would like to have seven or eight songs of this well and then for them to come to the east coast yeah for for the folks that don't know we can check out at least one of these two tracks and and talk about a little bit more but um this is a face of death by ego death i like how it's face of death and then ego death that's uh that's cool all right let's let's check it out Yeah. 
You know when you're watching a band at a fest or you're listening to something in your car by yourself and something is so heavy that you can't help but just like chuckle? <laughs> that's that's always when that's like the almost the highest praise you can give a band is like it's just like so unbelievable that like, they can oh, pull you're, something you off. went there like there was moments of that track i was like oh this breakdown this heavy kill people like part is like just it keeps going and going and it doesn't feel like it's dragging it's just like oh no the violence is just going to continue at this level and you know until we say we're going to stop yeah, because I, I, cause I didn't give this track a, 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 a full listen before we started. And I really thought that it was going to end like maybe a minute before it did. And then I was like, oh, never Dude, mind. when there's one minute left and all you hear is... Because I was like, this is the end point of the song. And then it's gung, gung, and you're like, oh, no. Is it a minute of just violence? Some violence and chaos. I think the other thing that makes this really interesting is... The vocal styling is like harsh and maybe more like it reminds me more of like the hate thousand stuff or like maybe some like what you'd call like edge metal style vocals. Yeah. Over just some like slamming, thrashing kind of going around. And I think that's perfect. Like I wouldn't change a thing. Uh, I like the combo. And again, give me like six more, six more (laughs) tracks like that. And I'll be good. So um, the day that this podcast drops, uh, Admission of Guilt and Ego Death will be doing their little weekend tour together uh, in Vancouver uh, and then going to Calgary and Edmonton on uh, July 1st and July 2nd. Um, So if you're in any of those areas uh, on June 30th, July 1st or July 2nd, uh, Vancouver, Calgary, Edmonton, go check out those shows, go support the boys. Sorry to any of the members in Ego Def that I am not there rocking with y'all, but we'll be sure to do it on the next one when y'all have more music. Um, and, I, and I'm not living in Ontario. Um, okay, so next up, I'm really excited about this. So, you know, for those who are avid followers of the show, um, you, might, you might remember that Jack and I last episode got on a bit of a tangent where we were just talking about uh, bands from very true eastern canada the 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 provinces and the areas that are so remote remote even to where i'm at and so um it was i think the band that we were talking about that that we featured that kind of like spurred some of this conversation was i was looking at it is it it wasn't damage done was it Oh gosh, I need to uh, to look. I can remember the artwork because it had like a creature has a dog on it. Oh, maybe. No, not damage done because that's uh, yeah. We're having another boomer moment, little <laughs> millennial. Because it's the the, an, the the secret formula. The answer is right here. It is. Let's see. Yeah. So. You know, as as Jack is finding that, but yeah, we we got on this tangent about that. Um, got reached out to by a few people from that scene who were stoked that we even were talking about it on on the show, and it kind of prompted the idea of doing a kind of a part two to that conversation, but also having someone call in from that area to answer some of the questions. So I'm personally very excited about it because when I think of you know Newfoundland or 
Nova Scotia or some of those places. It's not, I just, hardcore, I hope exists out there, but I don't know how active it is. Like what, what are the struggles outside of just geographically of just running a local scene out there? So, uh, the, the next band that we have up, it's called Smoke Signals, um, and they're out of uh, St. John. I'm pretty, yeah, St. John's, Newfoundland. Yep. I realized we moved their track up, and I realized it was lower on my dock. Um, so St. John's, Newfoundland, the track we're going to be listening to is Zero, uh, Zero Year, which is off their newest EP, Send Me Flowers While I'm Still Here, through Paradise Sound Records. Um, we're going to be having Jeff, who is, I believe, the singer of this band, join us in a few moments here to talk about all those things that I had mentioned. Um, but, yeah. Oh, and that band, uh, I just I looked at Gnarl. Gnarl. Oh, right. Oh, yes, because Gnarl, was, it was a band camp. I was looking at the Spotify and I realized we had one yeah, band. Yeah, it was on there. I was yeah, like, yeah. oh yeah, it's not on street. I don't think. Um, yeah. So, like, before we get into it, Jack, like, are there any specific things about this band or just like the discussion that is to be had in the next little bit that uh, is top of yeah, top of I, mind? I think for so. You? I mean, because I was a little surprised because I figured like once we did that and you were talking about people like hitting you up, like, oh, we're just gonna be hearing from like relatively new bands and i think you were telling me like no this band's been around for a while i'm like really and so i looked at the band camp and stuff and i was like 10 years like holy shit 10 <laughs> years right and so i'm really excited to get kind of like some deeper lore like i'm sure we're gonna learn a lot and i'm honestly just like stoked because this is still like such a new thing for me and sort of for you so like i'm i'm really excited to hear about just the band in general and like how they function and like how you can sort like not that they're making a living off this, but like how you can creatively survive in a place that's kind of remote. So I'm I'm really looking forward to it. So without further ado, we're gonna be checking out Smoke Signals, um, or Smoke Signal. Uh oh no, it has an S. Smoke Signals, uh track is zero year, and then we're gonna be talking with Jeff from the band. Let's check it out. Yeah. 
Very cool. Very cool stuff. Let's let Jeff in the call. Hey, how's it going, guys? Jeff, thanks for joining us. Oh, oh man, thank you for having me. I, I was like, this. are we going to see this beautiful man's face? And here you oh, are. Here, here I am. Yeah. <laughs> How's your day going, everybody? We, yeah, we are chilling. Um, we just listened to, um, we just listened to Zero Year. Um, and, you know, we, we were talking before the track about just like, how excited we are like to have someone like locally to be able to, you know, not only talk about the band, but also talk about the scene. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a, obviously I have a bias being a big advocate for Canadian hardcore in general, but I know full well that just being Western Canada based and like knowing a lot more about that. Um, I I'm coming at, into this conversation in little mini interview with you with like being the student and you are, the Jedi master to all those things. So I appreciate you joining us today. No, nah, man, I'm, uh, I'm happy to come on and kind of like represent the, the, the best of my ability, uh, for the East coast. You know, mm -hmm. it's, uh, not just like Newfoundland, like, you know, we're like, I have always looped us into like the Atlantic loop and we're, we're super, super blessed to kind of like have, uh, I guess like such a underground, but like really good, like quality of music that kind of comes out of the East coast of Canada. So, I'm happy to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. And it, it's kind of funny be, before we got, uh, you know, even got to your track, we were joking about like, does Calgary get lumped in with the Pacific Northwest? Because like some people, you know, it's kind of on a, a bit of a border, but, you know, we were talking about that. So I, I guess from, from the opposite end in your experience, when people talk about Eastern Canada, do you feel like people just totally forget that whole actual eastern canada side of it are there other clumps that either you guys get lumped into or don't get that you should what are your thoughts uh, as far as like getting categorized geographically so i mean like i would say like it it's it's kind of a give and a take because newfoundland is separated by it, it's an island right so we're we're separated by a plane ride or a boat ride so there's a lot of times like uh when bands are coming through like they'll They'll be like, we're doing a Canadian tour, and then they'll stop at Halifax. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, not not realizing that there's actually like a pretty good scene to kind of come here to. Like we had uh just to kind of think of a few bands that have been here over the, over the last few years. I mean, come back here here last year with Cancer Bats. We were super, super stoked to have them here. It was they sold out, I think the show in like a half hour, like oh wow. I think it was a 350 cap room, and it was packed. Mm -hmm. It was like you couldn't move. We were jammed in there. So uh, that was cool to see like an actual like bigger hardcore band kind of come through our way um, over the years. I mean, like I think the first hardcore band that I saw from like outside on tour was probably Goat Alone when they came here. I think it was probably around 2007, 2008. Right. Literally on the opposite I mean, side of the country. <laughs> yeah. And they, they were excellent. They played in an old dance hall here and then they played in someone's basement and it was, they were both great shows. So, cool. you know, we were super lucky to have that, but like in, in between that, I mean, like we've been lucky to have some really good, like hardcore punk bands kind of come through the flatliners were here a few years ago. We've, you know, we've had a lot of people kind of come through. So it's nice to kind of see like when the bands do come through and just even like think about like a lot of the smaller bands that will usually like make them make their way over. Mm -hmm. Um, I, it's definitely kind of like I said, separate. So like I do consider us lumped in with Atlantic Canada because it's the Atlantic Loop and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. I do wish we did get to see more bands kind of make the hop across on on the ferry and kind of come down and hang out with us. But I get it. It's a it's a twelve hundred dollar 
discrepancy to, to come over our way. So yeah, that, uh, that was going to be my next question. Like for the, you know, the few booking people that, you know, listen to this podcast where they're like, Oh, like what is, what are the, what's the extra cost? But like, how many dates do we get out of that? Like, you know, yeah. Uh, like, is there anything that you can share, I guess, nerd wise or detail wise about that? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like I, I brought I, I've I've brought in bands before. Uh, I guess just through like you know chatting with bands on Instagram and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. you know, it's I'm thankful because like I've never lost money bringing a band in, and we've always been lucky enough to like we've made enough money to pay bands when they when they come through. Um, especially like if a band doesn't mind like you know crashing on the floor and stuff like that. Like it, it kind of helps out. It's it's realistically like if you were in Halifax and you had to fly a band in like. I mean, depending on like where, like, like I'm like what airline you were flying on since I saw it. I mean, like, you could hold banter for 1200 bucks easily. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could play St. John's. You could do an all ages, two bar shows. Our bar scene is a little bigger than our all ages scene. Uh, so, you know, we usually do, we'll always kind of get bands to do two, two bar shows, one all ages. We did, uh, we had Daggermouth here uh, a few years ago. We brought Daggermouth in when they were kind of like doing that little stint of reunion shows. Uh, we reached out to them immediately because we we're like, you should come to Newfoundland. Mm. Uh, like, now now's the time <laughs> <laughs> you've played everywhere but New- newfoundland you're like canada's like biggest like hardcore pop punk band like you need to come you need to come over here right um and they were super cool about it we, we flew them in from, from bc <laughs> that's so wild shout out to yeah, them so it's <laughs> yeah shout out to them yeah but they were they were super sweet and we were lucky enough to kind of connect with them through uh their drummer dan played here in one of his his, his other bands and we all played with them and i was when he got here, I was like, oh, man, you're from Daggermouth. He was like, yeah, I know. I'm also in this band. I was like, yeah, but, like, you're from Daggermouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Um, uh, Jack was was alluding to you guys have been, or Smoked Signals has been a band for 10 years. And I think any band, I think any band being around for that long, you know, despite if they're in a super, like, hotbed area like California, um, versus anywhere else, like that's that's a, a feat of its own. But I feel like it's a feat, and then some when you're kind of like, right? I don't, I don't know if you like most people dub the um, the label of like the hometown hero band or the band that's been around forever. Like, do you feel like that's you guys? Is there someone else that has also been around for ten plus years that that has I mean, inspired like, you to stick around, or or what's the reason for you guys sticking around and doing it for so long? Honestly, like, I just like doing the band. So, like, I've never been in a band. Like, I think a lot of my bands, like, I've been playing the band stuff for almost 20 years. So, uh, a lot of times, what will end up happening is, like, I'll be in the band for two years, and then the band will break up. And, you know, for, like, whatever reason that is. Once we uh, once we hit the five-year mark, I was like, oh, man, we've been in a band for five years. And then I jokingly said, like, I can't, can't wait for the 10-year, never <laughs> thinking it was going to come. Right. <laughs> uh, and now that we're here at the 10-year, it's, uh, it's kind of it's kind of weird because, like, like, like you said, like, it's it's weird for a band, especially a hardcore band, to go, to go 10 years. And we're lucky enough that, like, we've been able to consistently play shows, we've been able to consistently release music, and we've been able to consistently just do what we like to do um so it's like 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 i like i said like we're lucky in in, in that sense and that's kind of like what keeps us kind of going on um it's also too that like we just like playing together uh we've been through an array of lineup changes uh, six bass players three other rhythm guitar players but myself the drummer james and the singer ben has kind of been the consistent like since we started um so 
the way that I look at it, like as long as it's fun and as long as people keep showing up to shows and people keep liking the music we're doing, like I- I'm happy to keep keep doing it. I'm 33 now. Like I only got, I think by most accords, maybe another seven years of doing it till I'm 40, and then I'll probably have to pull pull back a bit. So <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, Jack, do you have any questions for for our man Jeff here? Yeah. Yeah, you kind of like led me into to one. So, I mean, being around for 10 years, I, I guess it's like a two-parter. I'm just curious of what the scene was like when Smoke Signal started back in 2013, kind of compared to what is going on right now, especially with the like, post-pandemic, post-lockdown boom that most places are experiencing. And then I'm just like on a personal level, just curious as like a second part of the question of just what are some of like the OG Newfoundland bands because like that's something I always like to look into when I'm like learning about a place that's like unfamiliar to me like I just want to know like what the OGs were like I guess if you have a, an idea of your personal favorite oh that's a that's a great question mm-hmm. okay all right uh let's start with okay so well, 10 years ago uh there wasn't a lot of hardcore bands here um there was a good few and like the ones that were around were really good uh but like there wasn't this big big like hardcore scene that like what we have like right now and i think that's just because like the music kind of comes in 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 waves we had a really big pop punk scene here for a while believe it or not huge pop punk scene a lot of a lot of really good pop punk bands um and then kind of underneath that was like a really cool hardcore scene that just kind of like would always blend we were also super lucky to have a really good metalcore scene as well, uh, like in 2007. But if I think back to 10 years ago, like around like when we started, I mean, it was us and a band called Of The Black and then some hardcore adjacent bands uh, that were, you know, on the go, but like not really doing a whole lot. And then, you know, I'm, I'm definitely forgetting other people uh, on the spot. <laughs> it's all right. Uh, That's what happens when you've been doing a band for 10 years. <laughs> yeah. So... Um, so we were, we were lucky to kind of have of the black to come up with, um, and to be very honest, we like, like those guys are a few years older than us. Um, but the first band, the first hardcore band that I could think of from St. John's was a band that those guys were in called the killing, which would probably be my, my favorite, like like Hmm. when I think of like, like local hardcore, like hardcore bands and probably like a band that had the biggest impact on hardcore here would probably be the killing. Hmm. I I, I think like when I think of it in that regard, what did Um, they sound like? Oh, an assault on the ears would probably be the okay. Because okay. when I hear that, I think about like something that's grindy or maybe like even black metal influence, like something maybe like you could see playing of like earlier Harm's Way or Full of Hell, like that kind of man. Sound. It you know the guys will probably kill me for this one. Uh, to me, like they kind of had like an early Bridge Nine sound, like it was heavy, but it was okay. still fast and. The shows were just chaotic. Like you'd, you'd like go like minimum one broken nose every show. Like okay, yeah, I can fuck so, with that. All right. Yeah, exactly. Like that's that's kind of what like what like what it's all about. I got a picture upstairs in my living room uh, from their reunion show that they played a few years ago in this like piece of shit small bar. And I don't know why it came over me. We were literally like midway through, and I just picked up a fucking chair and ran into the piss. I was like, here we go. I feel fifteen. This is cool. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sometimes the WWE instincts take over and you want to just take like, over and yeah. like you know that that was what it felt like in like 2005 2004 like when like when they were on the go they were i, I think the first time i saw those guys they were doing a misfits cover set and huh. uh 
it was just a like I think it was like the first and last time that any show happened at the, at the venue that it was at because they were it was just it was crazy. So <laughs> fake blood everywhere, <laughs> fake bones going everywhere, pumpkins smashing off the walls. At one point, someone turned off the lights and the place just got demolished. Oh, and believe it or believe it or not, I just like looked up the the killing and I found them on Bandcamp. Someone uploaded one of their releases on a Bandcamp, so I'm definitely gonna be listening to that. Yeah, after, they're, uh, they're great. Recording. They're, they're they're great like, i would i would recommend them front from front to back i don't know if it's online I'll, I'll give you a few other ones that like i really really liked over the last few like years uh regiment were another band that were really really good they toured a, a, a fair bit uh to my knowledge like one of like three straight edge bands out of st john's so oh, shit. Uh, okay. yeah there's only like a handful of us edgemen here at this point so uh you know what do you do but yeah respect uh, for holding it down though they, yeah oh yeah big big time for, i mean like, like, if, if you're guys. already on an island why not be on a smaller island on the island when it comes you, to being you, yeah exactly you got it uh so regiment would be another big band that kind of stands out to me uh another band probably would be we, uh, weak link really really good band their stuff is definitely online those guys are really good hmm. um and, and then, like, what like, about now? I guess, like, like you've kind yeah. of painted a pretty good picture of like what 2013 era was like and some of the predecessors. But like, what's what? How's it going now? I feel like it's going, from what I can tell from the outsider's perspective, it's going really well. It's it's great. Um, of the black just got kind of like back on the go October last year, which was I was really happy to see those guys like kind of come back. They're writing. I, I, I'm dropping hints on like on there, so I know they're writing music and stuff now, which is okay. which is really Drop which is really hints, cool. Dude. Drop the hints, yeah, yeah, exclusive, yeah. Uh, so I, I know they're recording. Uh, the guys in the order of the Precious Blood just got on the go. Those guys are really good. They're kind of like a blackened hardcore type thing. Uh, we okay. play with them a lot, so we're super you know super lucky that when we like after the pandemic when we ref I don't want to say like reform because we were like throughout the pandemic just writing. But we had to get a new guitar player and a new bass player. So, like, once we were ready to play again, uh, they were just kind of getting ready to start. So, we were our comeback show was their first show. Mm. Oh, nice! And nice. We did it in a forty-five cap room, and I think there was like ninety-seven people in there. Wait, forty-five okay. people? Oh, uh, dude! Like, it was like a broom closet. It was bad. <laughs> I walked out. I walked in, and I was like, "This is bad. This is bad news. This is someone's going to get good. fucking." Someone's gonna get fucking killed here tonight. Uh, and we got some really cool stuff posted on on our Instagram for it, but it was pretty much just like people crawling over each other for two and a half hours. It was it was a really good time. Uh, usually no, when for that. people do the caps of rooms, that's usually in the hundreds. I've just never heard forty five <laughs> before, so I'm just yeah, like no. processing that. Yeah, and I, I remember like when we got down, we're like, I was like, I was like, what's the cap here? And they were like, ah, don't worry about it. I was like, oh, okay, all right, <laughs> not my bar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, send them in. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's really cool to you know to hear all these kind of stories and 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 lore pieces because you know sometimes this this is a little bit of self reflection here, so uh, just bear with me, Jeff. But like sometimes as an interviewer, when I would hear people like what's the scene like and blah, blah, blah. Like it felt like an easier question, but I think especially because Jack and I really both get giddy about learning about like the underdogs and the scenes that don't have like the, the overwhelming love uh, attached to their, to their names. And, and to hear the, the venues, the bands, the hardworking people who are like, you know, doing, you know, a thousand percent more work for, you know, just even yeah. to be slightly recognized is really, really cool. 
Um, yeah, it, like it's like we're like I said, like we're lucky in in a sense, like you know, we do have a pretty tight knit scene in, in in a lot of ways, and mm-hmm. it's one of those things where like you kind of go to a show and you kind of know everybody. It's kind of got like that Cheers vibe, <laughs> right? <laughs> where everyone knows your name. <laughs> uh, so like we're you know it's it's cool in like that sense. Uh, you know, obviously we do wish we had more people coming through and stuff like that, and we do yeah. wish we had some more bands kind of want to make make their way down here, and we're more than happy to like extend that hand. Like whenever we're talking to a band from the East Coast, first thing we always do is like, yo, like. We don't want anything from you, but like if you ever want to come down like this way, like you know, of course, like if we ever tour, we'd love to, you know, get on your radar, do something with like you guys. But like mm-hmm. if you guys ever want to come down our way, just like let us know. Like we'll either help you out or hook you up with someone who can help you out. Um if Jack doesn't have any final questions, I have two that I wanna end our little discussion here with. I mean, yeah, I mean, I have a lot of questions, but I understand we have <laughs> a of we're on track three of fifteen and we're almost an hour in so we are not, oh not great on time today but you know Dude, it's all good uh yeah i'm just loving this okay so my two questions are a band is coming to st john's what is a perfect day pre going to the show mm. so include oh, okay. a recreational activity so that could be okay going out to check something out, you know, maybe checking out a store, include food and a coffee spot. And okay. then All right. do that. And then we'll hit you with the last one before we go. Gotcha. Uh, so if you're rolling through here, I mean, like the, the big thing is like, we like, you know, I guess like our main attraction is probably like whenever we have a band, we always take the bands to Signal Hill, which is kind of like the, the point uh, here. And then we also have the most easterly point in Canada here as well. So mm. we got some cool Canadian things that we can that we can kind of show off that are unique to us, but like still obviously pretty Canadian at, at the end of the day. So right. and just like kind of getting down on that side of of the city, it's it's got a vibe because it's all like cliffs and water and a whole lot of nothingness, but like it's still kind of cool, like when you get down there. So right. that would be that would be here. Uh any like anywhere you can get fish and chips here, like you know, a shout out like Leo's fish and chips or uh, you know, anywhere like that. We got a few food trucks, they're all pretty good. I'm a big Johnny and Mays fan. That's kind of where I'm going. They do some pretty intense burgers there. I'm a big burger guy. Okay. Uh in regards to the coffee. A lot of the local coffee shops are out of business now. Oh no! <laughs> well, okay, okay. I'll, I'll change the question. A a bev of some kind to match with the food that we're getting. So okay. Uh, although I'm straight edge, I would say like you know, there's a lot of really good, from what I'm told, craft beer places that are downtown, Bannerman Brewery, places right. like that. So, uh, you know, obviously, if you're not you're not one of the edgemen, you can uh, head down and take in some of the local craft beer here. Yeah, probably a big thing for a lot. But, I know the, I'm I'm the only stretch guy in the band, so I, I know the guys are really into it. So, so what are you getting as an edgeman yourself? Are you getting like a craft soda? Are you doing like? I do the uh, I do the liquid liquid death whenever I can. You're my kind of guy, uh, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> You've done so, your research yeah. how to how to get on my good side. Yeah, I, uh, I'll there, do liquid death. And that's I'm great to know that guy. there's liquid death all the way out where you're at. So. Oh, I have to order it on Amazon. So, oh. okay. Well, hopefully, yeah. order by the boxes when I need it. That's true dedication. Um, That's it, man. The last question I want to ask you, Jeff, before we let you go: three. You know, if, if we're looking at you know, Smoke Signals as a band is ten years. If we're looking at the next ten, and you know, things that serendipitously that could happen from our connection points and discussions today three 
milestone bands that have never played your neck of the woods that you would love to eventually either do a one-off, a tour, anything like that? Okay. Um, oh, Jesus, that's a big question. I mean, like, obviously, like, any band, like, really is, like, like, like big for us. Like, you know, I would love to see... Jesus, I thought, let me get here off the top of my head. Are we thinking, like, just Canadian? Well, no, like... Because Scope obviously has a lot of Canadian pull, but we got American pull as well. Right. So you like I I need you to think big because there <laughs> could be big. someone who knows member right. of so and so and like because that's that's how shit plays out at least in my gotcha. experience with this. Okay, uh, milestone band that I like like okay I'm just gonna put this in bands that I would love to play with. Yes, uh, no warning would be probably like one of those bands. I gotta throw a Canadian band in there. Yeah. Of course. Uh, Terror, just based on them being the OGs. Uh, and I mean, like, Trapped Under Ice would be, like, my, you know, Yo, my Yo, Terror big one. in Newfoundland would be crazy. <laughs> Listen, man, we got some keepers of the faith here. We're, we're, we're ready to go. Scott, are you listening, man? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm going to try to see them uh, when they come through with Hatebreed and Vane and Jesus Peace in Toronto here. So, you know. How, how are you going to make it out of that show alive? My God. Dude, what a crushing tour package that's that's a that's a stack show of complete bangers yeah but I'll, I'll put it in vogel's ear if you know if we can get some <laughs> you know if you guys have the checklist for 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 broken noses but you could have a checklist for maximum <laughs> stage dive efforts to make uh mr vogel Man, happy i'm sure that would happen you know what when when comeback kid played here last year i was like i didn't really know what to expect because when i got to the show i was like it was a lot of new faces, a lot of people who were like younger, like in their early 20s, kind of showing up. I obviously come back and have a big reach. Right. And uh, I was like, what is this going to be like? Because a lot of these, I was talking to people and everyone's like, yeah, man, this is like my first time going out to a show. I was like, this is your first show. This is the first show you're coming to. Yeah. And it was just stage dive city from the moment they started playing till the moment they were done. Uh, so like, I was like, I warned my heart to see that. And you know, it was really cool. Like we played the same venue a few weeks after. And it was, we were lucky enough that like when we started playing, stage dive started. I was like, this is, this is what you want. So yeah, all it takes is one. Some, okay. All it takes is, sorry, I'm going to correct the record. All it takes is two. Sometimes I've gone to shows where there's one stage dive and no one wants to like continue on that momentum. When there's two, it's game over. The floodgates are open. Yeah. 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 I, uh, I'm about 10 years too old to be at it now, but, uh, (laughs) you know. Dude, I'm not too far behind you, and and I'll I'll rip a stage dive every once in a while, but it's got to be uh, a proper. It's got to be the cushioning. Spot. I uh I went right before the pandemic. I went and saw Trapped Under Ice uh, at Not Dead yet, probably about a year or two before the pandemic, and uh, I remember like I walked in, I was like, I'm gonna get hurt here tonight. <laughs> so I left my glasses at my friend's house where I like where I was staying, and I don't think we were. 45 seconds into pleased to meet you and i was like off the speaker (laughs) (laughs) that is you're smart to leave it not even on the side of the stage it was all the way at your buddy's buddy's house that's it i was i I was blind walking through downtown toronto and it was at the (laughs) velvet too which is like a hole in the wall when uh like the the spot to see trapped under ice yeah when speed played here for their first canadian show ever it was like people were were wall running at the velvet underground it was crazy i i can't imagine seeing speed at (laughs) at that venue (laughs) dude unreal (laughs) jeff it it is 
super fun to chat with you. Uh, we have a lot of music to still get through, so we're going to have to let you go. Um, obviously, yeah, all the links to your band and your personal will be in the description. Um, yeah, thank you again. And, you know, my my goal I, like, with anything is like, especially as a Canadian, like is to serendipitously, you know, leave some seeds and uh, around when it comes to, you know, getting more bands out your way. Um, you know, putting more bands from your area onto our audience. That's uh, very important to me. And I really appreciate, you know, all the chats. It's been chat. Yeah, man. You guys got to, you really got to reach out to some of the Halifax bands. Uh, like, I, I don't know if you guys have had much reach out in Atlanta, Canada, but you know, the bands like Pale Lake and Null and all those guys, like get in touch with them, have a chat with them. Their scenes are incredible right now. Like they're the bands to talk to. Uh, and before I go, I just want to shout out Narl the and carnage those like those two bands are literally holding it down uh like at this point but it's cool to see younger hardcore bands it's cool to see like what they're doing and watching how far they've all come like in the like i remember when they first started going going to shows and to see them now in bands and just like controlling a room is it's just fucking deadly like it warms my heart and i'm just like yeah there'll be something left over yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i, I love jack bringing gnarl from last month and now we're here and who knows maybe in july there'll be another atlantic canada band that we're you know getting to feature so you gotta keep the trend going you gotta That's keep this. the momentum going <laughs> um jeff great to see you bro and uh we'll chat soon thanks again for chatting awesome. with us listen thanks for your time guys we really appreciate it of course yeah nice talking to you all right later see so, ya yeah. what a fantastic it was just like it kept going on and on. And I was like, I yeah, want to say, I, I feel like I this, is, this could be a whole scoped exposure interview, but we have like 12 other tracks to get to. So I got to, yo, can, we, can I go to the bathroom? Yes. Um, yeah. You know what else is really cool? Before I go to the bathroom, mm -hmm. I was looking up Leo's Fish and Chips. I don't know if these are real <laughs> shirts, but there's a shirt that says Leo's Fish Chips Dressing Gravy. It's dressing just all like, gravy. Yeah, it's just like line by line. Like it's just like Tourette Love in her arms kind of like rip. And I'm just like, dude, this is insane. I would wear that right now. That is so I funny. Could. Um as you go, I'm just gonna get into some of the tracks so we can kind of keep it going. Um Yeah, yeah. We'll make sure we, we expedite. <laughs> um so next up on our playlist is uh, you know, the almighty tsunami from San Jose. Um Tsunami, you know, needs no introduction, but I, I love how they operate as a band where, you know, there's no singles, there's no promo, like, it, there's no music videos, there's none of the fancy shit that, you know, bands kind of have to do to have some, build some hype. Tsunami just, like, is, is hype. <laughs> like, I don't know how else to say it. Um, You know, this, this whole Tsunami LP that, that came out just feels like, a long time coming based off of how this band came to be. You know, I'm thinking about when we've had Joseph on the podcast, Benny on the podcast. Um, it's just been really wild to see how that band has literally changed the lives of, of all these dudes from San Jose who have just been nothing but hardcore kids just trying to do the damn thing, not for any monetary gain or anything like that. So, um, you know, we were trying to get a tsunami call in for this episode, actually, but just with them being over in Europe right now with no pressure and a bunch of other dope bands. Um, you know, we're going to save, we, there might be a tsunami full episode to come. Um, but you know, we'll have to 
we don't have a date on that specifically, but it is in the works. We got some things cooking. Uh, so the track we're going to check out from the Tsunami LP is No Heart, which is like just a minute of just absolute tsunami textbook <laughs> shit. Um, so No Heart by San Jose's Best, honestly. What do you have to say after just absolute ass-beating riffs like that? What do you say? Really much to say at all. Um, I mean, I think this whole LP. I I I didn't really put expectations on this because I didn't know what it was going to be like. Like I like the promo. Truthfully, I'm not a big fan of any of the prior material really at all. Mm. Um, but this LP has gotten a lot of play for me. I just like put it on when I'm walking or running. And I was listening all the way through. I think the other day when I ran for like a couple miles, I just like, it kept repeating and I just didn't change it. I listened to it in full like three times almost. <laughs> I was just like, this is perfect. I'm not going to change a single thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. like I would have picked a different song though, I think. Is this your favorite one? Um, I wouldn't say it's my favorite, but I think truthfully, there's two reasons why I picked this one. One, it's like, you know, when I'm thinking about the length of this episode, sometimes it's nice to toss the really short song in the mix of it. Um, mm-hmm. But second, and I think I said this when when you were in the bathroom, like, I think this is just an example of just how good a Tsunami song can be without having it being overly complicated. Like, Tsunami mm-hmm. isn't a band that needs to be overly complicated. You know, they don't no. like this LP had no music videos. They had no like it just was like, here it is. Do with it what you will. And I think that's usually the vibe when Tsunami plays. Mm-hmm. It's like do what you will, which is usually some ignorant, you know, uh, mosh shit. But with that being said, it's like it is literally like. A band that can write music that is like doesn't need to have all the fancy shit attached to it. And I think this is the example. I think this is one of the best examples from the LP of that. It's like, here's the breakdowns. Here's the bass only parts. Here's Benny's crazy blasting reverse shit. And here's some ignorant lyrics from Joseph. And it's a wrap. Yeah. I think I, I like your line of reasoning there. Mm-hmm. I would have, my, my favorite track on this is dirty work. I just think, that's just a perfect song. The only thing I get a little mad at is I wish like that, I guess like the chorus part of it would like, cause I think there's not really a traditional chorus cause he's talking about like different things and different lines of the song. I want like the first couple lines where he talks about like doing the dirty work, doing what's hard. I just want that to keep repeating. And cause I love that line. Like when I came in, 
when I gave the, the album a first listen, I was like, this is fucking intense. Like, mm-hmm. it got me fucking livid driving in the car. And it just definitely, I think, the best track on this whole record. But it's it's pretty damn good. I am now a certified Tsunami fan. So. Yeah. Um, next up, we're keeping it in San Jose. And I feel like this is a bit of the, you know, people say a palate cleanser. I think this is a a a beverage cleanser, per se. <laughs> Because it's sonically so different than anything else that's on here. And as soon as I saw this get announced and I saw the band name, I was like, this is my this is my shit. I need to know more. It's very on brand for Scoped and for Spencer. <laughs> so the band we're going to be listening to is called Seltzer. And the track we're going to be listening to is Getting Over. Um, I kind of, I can kind of guess of like, who this band is kind of made up of. Um, but there's a bunch of like San Jose um, people kind of in the hardcore scene that are kind of doing this like rock project, which I'm like really like excited to see. Um, this EP is self-released um, and is the first thing ever. Um, EP is called Chromatic. I think and this is just a guess because I think I saw, again, it's like I saw the Instagram story, but like nothing got as made as an actual post but i think angel from dare um is in this band i don't know if he's singing oh, okay. or playing guitar or drums uh dude seems multi-talented but i think that's how i originally got put onto it but i really vibe with it um i don't know if you've checked out much of this if any before getting here i listened to a little bit and i was like very confused i was like, <laughs> I, was like I have no idea what to make of this because it was just like i I was thinking something more on like, I don't know, like uh, MS Paint, something like that, or like maybe some of like the numerality zine stuff. But this was like very like poppy and like good, like it's good. But the other thing it made me think about is like, if this is considered to be like a Bev check in a sense, because you're we're, we're checking out a band with. Oh, a Bev I see what Bev you did name. there. <laughs> yeah, like it'd be like you played Mexican Coke. It's like also a Bev check. It's true. That's something you might need to do after we were finished recording and just in your free time. Make a Bev check band playlist list of just bands that have Bev names. Mm. Off the of top of my head, it would be Seltzer, Mexican Coke. Um, I guess Prime. There's a hardcore band named Prime. Shout out Minneapolis hardcore. Cola Boy. I think that that played sound Cola here Boy? last year. That's up yeah, there. You got that. Yeah, um, hmm. Can we add one more? I'm trying to think. I know. Oh, <laughs> this is an easy one. H2O. <laughs> that, yeah. We're doing this only off of the name, guys. Chill. Chill out. Yeah. Only <laughs> off the name. Yeah. <laughs> um, man. I'm trying to think. There's one more that I can bring to the table here as the BevCheck god. Um, all right, we'll listen to Seltzer and I'll try at the <laughs> end of this track to, to bring something else. Um, Hell yeah. but yeah, track is getting over band is Seltzer. If you don't vibe from this, I don't vibe with you.
just just dance. Just vibe out. That would be a, a good commercial like song that you could just put on for like minimal words, just like have stuff like scrolling across the screen. And it's just like for like a fancy perfume or cologne. And well, people are just I think it should stay in the Bev camp. Do it for some kind of like beverage company. Fuck Michael Bublé. Hook up seltzer <laughs> on that shit. Maybe when Liquid Death makes mocktails, this would be Ooh, a good mocktail. That's a good yeah. idea. I'm going to send it to Sticks after this. Um, juice Box from Houston, Texas. There you go. I'm sure you're going to think about this later today. And you're just going to be in your, in your bed be like, oh, there's so many more bands I can play. I know. Tell Jack well, no. what happened is I have a... Uh, this is back when we would do the playlists like on a weekly basis and I would think of all these different themes. This is all like COVID idea scope stuff. Um, I had a playlist that we never did called Kitchen Core and I just, anything that was related to food and things in the kitchen and I, I, I remembered that. I looked it up. The first track was like Juice from Vancouver and I was like, oh, idiot spencer of course but then that made me think of juice box so i wanted to give them a plug um also can i since we're on that topic can i just list can i tell you all the bands that i have on that kitchen core playlist that never saw the light of day yeah dude go for it okay gum big okay. cheese uh code orange uh crave death which is kind of, you know, you go into the kitchen because you're, you know, just craving to to deal death upon something. Uh, yep. Drain, You're the Knife, Gag, Apple White. Uh, there's a band called Chew as well. Yep. Um, Last Straw and Protein. Hmm. I like that. I like that a lot. <laughs> Yeah, and I haven't added to this list. I'm sure there's many other people who are now there in their cars listening to this podcast being like, what What are, what are the kitchen-related bands? We're doing homework activities at this point. We, we're giving we are, people homework. but we have, to keep it, we have to keep it going. We you know, we got a lot of music still to get to. Um, real, real quick before we continue going, yes. did you see my message? Did I see your message? Oh, yes. Okay, we got a... I just switched them. Uh, so I, I put the bad demonstration song uh, next and then Zashed. And Got then, you. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So cool. yeah. I'm waiting to get his <laughs> Before we started this, we were like, either we're going to have two Colin guests or three. So um, I think we're going to have three. So that's awesome. Um, yeah, we're fulfilling. Oh, yeah. Okay. Next up, we are listening to a band called Beyond All Doubt from Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, the track is The Lasting Effect, which is off their self-release debut demo, um, Bad Demonstration, which I think I'm, I'm glad that they wrote Demonstration um, to kind of like, because if you just wrote Bad Demo, I feel like that would just be the butt-end joke <laughs> for forever. Um, but this band is very sick. I think I was, when I was in, I can't remember who put me onto it or how I found out about it. But the main thing that caught my attention was it was from Arizona. And as I was getting into 
hardcore, and I've talked about this multiple times, Easy Money was like a big band, mm. especially from that area that was kind of like putting me on. And I love kind of like learning from more underdog scenes of like, you know, new and upcoming bands from there. So I checked this out, very impressed, like super like metallic and aggressive and just over the top and kind of, you know, puts me in a, makes me want to act out and be in a bad mood, so so to speak. Um, anything you want to say before we get into this one? This one is just going to have to be fresh off the dome because I did not know a single thing about it. Um, I really, I'm just like kind of checking it out as you were talking just on Bandcamp. I like the simplicity of like the art logo school. And I, I kind of fuck with a, uh, quite a few of the bands that are coming from like Arizona and the Phoenix area. So I'm sure this is going to send me good endorphins to my brain. I think <laughs> um, okay. So without further ado, beyond all doubt, the lasting effect, AZHC. The fake out of like, okay, here's the final breakdown, and then it like gets into the actual final breakdown <laughs> and slower. Are y'all trying to end people's lives? I guess so. Yeah, I love this. I just kept thinking, like, 
wouldn't it be sick to just see like an ego death or with this band mm-hmm. like to just see them and beyond all doubt just ripping it up tearing a fabric in the universe and just letting everybody get crushed by a black hole <laughs> i mean it would be badass for sure um yeah i'm excited to see more of this band and and hear more i don't know how much i'm just kind of looking um at their you know they all all it is right now is just the the streaming so if you're in the az area you should be on the lookout i don't know when uh shows are going to come up but i'm hoping it's uh it's sick because this band is sick so shout out to them okay oh yeah next up we got a a track and a call-in um tell us what's up with this one jack so um I had just like ran across, maybe it was just on uh, the No Echo group discussion thing on Facebook or just maybe through one of their posts um, about a band called Zashed. And I saw that they were from Arkansas and it wasn't even from like Little Rock or anything like that. It was from a town I don't even know if I could pronounce correctly. I'm like, this is really interesting. And and the name of the the album too was kind of compelling. I'm trying to pull it up here. I hate this new uh, this new thing that they've done on Spotify where they like pull up a bigger picture of the the album art. Oh yeah, so it's called Pride, Progress, and Potential. Hmm. Uh, this is like I would say it's in the screamo lane. If you kind of fuck with like the see you say space cowboy wrist meets razor stuff, but also maybe want something a little bit more like hardened and kind of uh, moshier. Cause like you can still mosh to those kinds of bands, but like, I guess more traditional mosh parts. I feel like this is the kind of band you're, you're looking, you're looking for. Mm. Um, I think it's, it's composed of a lot of younger people. When I was reading uh, a little, the feature of them, I think some of them have been friends since like high school or college. So like probably early twenties fellas um, in this band. And I just think it's, it's cool. Um, of what they're talking about too. Cause um, it just kind of lines up with something that happened in, in my personal life. I guess when I wrote my first hardcore lyrics, like gosh, it would have been 12 years ago. Now um, I wrote them about like hate and tolerance in the South. And this is pretty much what this, this record's about hmm. uh, talking about that stuff. That's still kind of wedged its way uh, into like mainstream society and how it's, it's bit, been long overdue to kind of overhaul and destroy that so uh that that resonated with me a lot uh and so i'm i'm hoping people have i'm almost hoping people haven't heard this band yet until they listen to this because i think it's it's a powerful song um and then i'm excited that we were able to get someone from the band on to talk and talk about some southern shit (laughs) yeah 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 i you know that's the beauty of this show is like you know having people who are able to you know, call in for, you know, 15 or 20 minutes just to shoot the shit a little bit. And, you know, before going into this recording, we weren't going to do it. But, you know, the fact that they're making it happen, I'm excited. Um, And I'm going into this track pretty fresh as far as like listening and knowing only what what Jack has said here. I'm sure a lot of the 
people listening to this episode are the same, but um, I'm for it. Uh, Zashed track is Flames of Change. Let's do it. And then who who do we have calling calling in from the band, or do you not know 100% yet? Based off the email, I do not know. So okay. we'll say mysterious We'll all gift. be surprised together. <laughs> um, Flames of Change, Zashed. Let's hit it. Oh, I didn't hit it. Now I'm hitting it. Yeah. <laughs> 
I'm kind of at a loss for words. That exceeded any expectations I had or that you built up for it. Yeah. I mean, it's, there's just like so much going on. And that's why I kind of liked this. Uh, I feel like where some of like the screamo stuff loses me is where it's too chaotic, where there's not even like a, like a hint of like hint of like pattern or like, you know, parts that just like chaos in like a minute or two minutes, but this like had structure to it. Mm. And I, I really appreciated that. And I've said it up probably on here before and to like many other people, I don't really fuck with songs usually over three minutes long, but like <laughs> this is, this was perfectly doable for me. I know they have longer songs on, on that record too. So like major props. Yeah. Um, do we have our call in guests ready or I think I sent uh -huh. the, the invite on the, on the email, but uh, we might need to, <laughs> yeah, doctor. I'm messaging them. They okay. said they got the, the email, so I guess it's just a matter of getting oh, logged on. We got yeah. someone in the lobby here. This might be quick enough that we don't need to cut out. Jackson yeah. of Jack. Yeah, two Jacks. Zashed. Hey. What up? What up? Thanks for joining us on yeah, short notice. I love it. Oh, it's okay. Yeah, no, I was about to get ready for work, but then I was like, this is more important. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we love to hear it. Um, dude, uh, we just listened to Flames of Change. Um Jack really hyped it up, but I've I've said it very much exceeded my expectations of 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 what I'm just very impressed with what y'all are doing. So thank um, you. I really thank appreciate you. you jumping on. Um what do you do in the band when it comes to your role? I'm I'm the vocalist of the band. Cool. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, I make noises. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have a lot of questions, but I want Jack to lead this little mini interview as um, they were sure, the one that yeah. kind of put you know put this track in the mix of it. So, Jack, you start us off, and I'll I'll let you kind of take the reins first here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so as we were kind of talking a little bit earlier, I was reading, I think, the feature that y'all did that uh, on No Echo. And it, correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I'm pretty sure like the, this record is about the kind of like ignorance and intolerance uh, and kind of hatred that lives within the South. And uh, for me, like, I'm from Southwestern Virginia, so that's not something that that is foreign to me, you know, like, unfortunately, like I've heard and seen different things throughout growing up that uh, like people like backing the Confederacy, a lot of that dumb shit, uh, people with like weird clan history. It's it's really kind of fucked up. But like, I, I, I'm curious why y'all kind of chose to write about that, because I feel like. I said this live for like my own bands too, that people really don't touch on the fact that this stuff is still existing. Um, like they, they have to pretend that like the rest of the world has, has progressed to the point where everybody's accepting of people that are in like the queer community, for instance, or people that are of different races, but there's, and you, and you can probably speak on it yourself uh, just from living where you live. Like, I think it's just terribly important to be, talking about these things but like why did you choose to like kind of feature this kind of idea as the centerpiece around this record i think it's i think it's because all five of us 
well, four of us especially, because our rhythm guitarist is from Texas, but all, all four of us are are from like this small town, Arkansas. And all four of us experienced an upbringing where there was like hate and intolerance around us, like everywhere we went, like at school and um, like at church. And mm-hmm. when we were younger, like it was it was kind of it was kind of watered down for us because we were like, oh, this is normal. Like, this is a normal thing that like people like that, like people hate these people like this is totally normal. And then whenever we got to like, you know, the age of like 13, 14, 15, we were like, nah, this is fucking this is this is fucked up. And the fact that you're teaching kids this like subliminally in schools is fucked up. And the fact that you have to go to school every day and hear a kid talk about, you know, how much his dad hates this race of people is fucked up. And I, it, it, it's, it's a record about that, but it's also a record about like asking the question, if someone who grows up in that background can change as a person and can turn their life around after they've, you know, gone down that dark path where it looks like there's no turning back. Mm. Um, so yeah, I don't know that that just really struck me as something that I wanted to write about because there's so many good things about Arkansas that I like, especially in the music scene. Like some of my best friends are in the Little Rock music scene. I mean, like Terminal Nation out of there. Mm-hmm, like, yeah. They're there's they're doing shit that matters, but like everybody just focuses on the fact that Arkansas is an intolerant, bigoted state. Yeah. And I can't argue with them, but it's just that there are things I like about this state and there's things I hate about this state. And that's what, that's kind of what I wanted to go for with this record. Mm. And, and I like, again, I really think that's a refreshing view. Cause like, I, I feel the same way kind of about where I grew up. Like I definitely have family members that think in a, a really kind of backwards ass way. Uh, and I, I love where I come from. It's a weird thing to try to battle with kind of personally be like, I am proud of where I come from. And I want to like, wear my locality and like my region on my sleeve and be like really proud of it but then at the same time you have to kind of address those things that happen and like the mentality of certain people um that that live there and so it's 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 certainly a challenging thing and so i I appreciate you you giving more information on that for all of us absolutely yeah i think as someone that you know uh for you know jackson i don't know if you're aware but i'm up in in canada here and not where i'm yeah, living right I, now I like, yeah What's I, that? I like i like watch your show so oh. <laughs> yeah. you're my you're my kind of you're my kind of dude um but yeah uh in western canada specifically where i'm at in alberta like we get nicknamed like the texas of canada for for yeah. multiple reasons and you know it's definitely like big because of like oil and gas and some of that but like everyone owns a truck it, it feels the most like southern aspect of this country at at least in my perspective and there's definitely like times where it's like i love and sing so many praises about calgary um as far as things to do places to see the music scene all of that but there is like a like a backwards ass kind of like mantra especially with like the older generation so you know a, a big thing that hardcore has taught me is like instead of just complaining about all of that is like being the change that you want to see in whatever environment that you're in if you see a gap 
uh, whether it's like a genre of music or like something within your your city, like you can fill that gap. You can be the change and you can kind of do that. Um, and, you know, people are going to say like you're up against uh, a, a mountain when it comes to that. But, but you know, those people don't actually don't have what it takes to be like, those people are ultimately threatened by you instilling some good and some differences and in diversity into w- whatever you're doing. So yeah. It, yeah, it's really, it's really cool to hear that, you know, Arkansas, first off, I don't really think of your guys's type of music. So I liked hearing, um, that in a location that I didn't anticipate that, but also on the, um, just how sincere and how like personal a lot of this stuff is. Um, cause obviously you have a lot of stuff to work with when you're, when you're writing. So yeah. 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 Yes. Um, were there any like personal is I, I think when you're a vocalist in a band, sometimes it's like when you're writing something that's very, very personal to you, there are like certain tracks that might be like harder for you to record or even like perform live. Are there any on this that, you know, were specifically you had to put extra time and energy into just to, to get right specifically? Yeah. Um, the last track of the record, No One Left to Hurt, that is that one because the the record tells a story about a, like I said about a person who went way down this path this 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 hateful path and then realizes oh I think I want to turn around because a bunch of bad shit happened and I want to turn around mm. and the and it ends in a horrible way because he has like nobody because that's what the last song is about like he's there's no one left for him to kick out of his life basically but that hit more personal to me because I tend to Sometimes I, I I tend to be a little bit of a hermit and I tend to push people away. And so that track, um, I really, really took my time on because that was the track that I was like, if there was a track that was like me speaking, this would this would be that. Mm, okay. And I rewrote it like two times um, until I had it perfect. But yeah, that definitely that one. Oh, OK. Yeah. So it was it was like. There, there's a storytelling aspect to the whole record, but this is the one where I feel like, you know, we've gone from third person to like first person, essentially. Yes, mm-hmm. but it, it's it's still third person. But like, th- this is one where I was like, okay, I can like, this is me right now, right? Because the, because like the the third person, like, it's a story that I've heard and that my friends have heard, and that like so many people I know have have heard this story of someone who who grows up in the south and it's is it's just like their their daddy and they you know they um they uh they have a hateful mindset they go to college they come back and they're like hey the world's like cool like actually the world's not that bad that's kind of what what i was going for gotcha. with, with that yeah yeah yeah, I'm I'm very excited to to dig into the rest of this record um, once we're off uh, the recording time here because you know I think you guys are doing something very like I think that there's a lot of different types of bands that I could kind of lump you guys in with but like I think uh, you know I, I, Jack you were mentioning like the CU Space Cowboy like Rispings Razor but I think you guys are like almost the bridge to that from mm-hmm. like having it a little bit more palpable in the hardcore space so like you guys I was have gonna actually like 
talk on that a little bit is like my final question because because like I think I read what influenced you guys uh, like the Knock Loose Gorija uh, if that's how you say that man's name but when I, I listen to like you tracks, said Gorija like, this is I, how do you say would you say it's, that man's Gojira it's Gojira Gojira, Dude, brother. Gojira. <laughs> I never listened to that man a day in my life forgive me but anyway okay. I don't think we're getting a Gojira podcast on here anytime soon so <laughs> it would be cool um, but. Well, yeah, when I listen to y'all, I'm like, this is definitely in like this screamo category. And I can hear kind of like the knock loose stuff of like the heavier. Because like, when I was explaining it to Spencer earlier, I was like, yeah, there's definitely screamo elements. But there's like actual structure kind of like, of what you would hear with like a heavier hardcore band. So like there's actual like what I would call like more traditional moshing parts along with a little bit of chaos. So like I'm just curious like why I guess like in that feature, like if you guys consider yourself to be – of like a screamo band of like if that, that like uh if that kind of name or title fits zashed well or if i'm just like off my rocker i would i would say that I mean, i'm not gonna say no it's just that it's just that i don't know we're we we've always had been like are you guys metalcore or are you guys hardcore and we've been like we don't know we have we literally have no idea. <laughs> we can't make up our mind. <laughs> we, we we like both, and we we have friends in both genres, and we make music that has both in it. I I don't know, but yeah, I would say that um, I could see screamo for sure, and I would not like that doesn't bother me at all. So yeah, okay, yeah, because I was just like thinking like a, a, I think a band that's probably closer to center to where you guys are like foreign hands that occupies that same space like they're definitely doing some of like the early like 2000s metalcore revival yes but yes. it's definitely hard hard as fuck uh and y'all are kind of in that same vein where you're like a bridge to both worlds and i just think that's also, cool oh, yeah, go ahead. Well, i was gonna i was gonna touch on when you're talking about foreign hands and how they're bridging like old metalcore another mm -hmm. band does that is uh are you familiar with your spirit dies mm -hmm. dude those are the homies those are my those oh, are, dude they're, they're yeah. the homies they fuck so hard yeah dude, <laughs> that band is exceptional um, I'm really hoping to see them again. Been fortunate to play with them a few times, and them and No Cure are like two of the best. Yeah, dude, I'm rock the shirt, the, rock the they, shirt, dude. They, there you go. I there saw those go. spikes. You know what's up? Creeping up. <laughs> Spencer knew. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, final question: the name Zashed. How'd you guys get that? I don't. <sighs> you can't say. Man, it's it's a good story, but I I just I feel like it would it would torture people more if I I just not going to tell you what it means. Oh, don't do that to me, man. <laughs> you know, it's like it, it's like one of those things where it's like you'll never know. I hate this Charlie <laughs> Brown that, moment. Having. I respect <laughs> it, keeping it close to the chest. Yeah, 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 right there. Yeah, I guess as someone that is still perplexed that Canadians and Americans say Z and Z totally differently. Um, I, it doesn't matter as far as Zash goes, but I, the name, there's something to that name. And I guess I'll never know what, what that something is. So they'll never know. You're just like evil grinning through this whole thing. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jackson, really great. I'm really happy that you got to, you know, save, fuck getting ready for work and, and call into the pod. Uh, I really appreciate yeah, your dude, time. Absolutely. Uh, all the links for the full record will be in the description for the episode. So uh, yeah, we'll hope to see 
when y'all are either when we cross paths. I, I'm sure it'll probably be sooner with uh, with Jack here. But, you know, if you guys want to come up to Canada, maybe you coming up to Canada is the way that I can find out about this lore behind your name. We'll see. Here we go. We'll I will, see. <laughs> I will deeply consider that. I will deeply consider that. Okay. We'll, we'll talk okay. after. Um, dude, right. great to chat with you. Thanks for calling in. Yeah, dude. Awesome. Thank you for having me on. See you later. Good talking to you, man. See ya. I'm low-key just a little peeve that he yeah. just... <laughs> I like that kid's personality. Yeah. Like, we'll <laughs> see. You bring us all the way to, to another country to play shows, maybe I'll consider it. I should have asked if, well, I always ask later if they're going to be at uh, a flyover. Yeah, flyover, yeah. 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 See if I can touch base there. Yeah, I'm going to zash him, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Because um, I, I don't know what that is. I can't use it in a good or bad context. Um, next track, World I Hate. Um, for people that listen to the show actively, um, you might have seen that we just did a episode with Jimmy of world i hate um just dropped on tuesday so definitely go check that out if you're a fan of this band um this record is awesome it's just pissed and heavy and like dumb guy kind of hardcore which i'm for um yeah track is liberal snuff film uh which is off the lp years of lead which is through war records um yeah i don't know what else what if you don't know world i hate and like it's time to fucking listen up and check this band out because they're doing something that a lot of bands try to do but do not like half-assed and i feel like world i hate is kind of the example for this type of hardcore in my opinion do you agree jack Disagree? Yeah, but you're this is a very dramatic pause. Like, like, oh, I'm about to get the smoke <laughs> no. here. Um, I, I mean, I do agree. I think this is like one of the, the bigger names coming out of like the Midwest, Great Lakes kind of area. I just, uh, cor please correct my memory if it's faulty, but what was this band Pryor's material? Was it more on like the beat your ass kind of level? And because when I listened to this record in full the other day, it was like this is kind of going towards like not entirely like weekend nachos kind of feel, but it's almost like getting towards like a weird power violence. Not weird, but like a power violence y kind of tip. Right. And I did not think that's where they were headed. So it kind of yeah, threw me the for a first release definitely didn't have as spastic nature. It was definitely pissed, but I feel like this is a level of piss where you almost like don't know what the person is going to do. You know, it's kind of like, yeah it's, yeah, it's just an interesting turn. Like I like being surprised on stuff uh, like this. So I think it's, it's great. And I really, it's one of those bands that I've been wanting to see for a really long time. I don't know how often they make it out to the East coast, but I've just like never gotten a chance. So mm -hmm. really hoping that since the record's out, maybe they'll make another track. Yeah. Who's here's to hoping liberal snuff film by world i hate
God damn it. So good. Yeah, I liked that. I, I liked it better than what I remember from that track. I think this is going to be one of those where the more I listen to it, the more it catches on to me. You know, the, it also sounds like he's saying "Big Breakfast" at the end. <laughs> the last lyric. That's really? what I thought he was saying. Yeah, he's probably saying "Big Breakfast." Wait, like, one okay. second. Doesn't it sound a little bit like Big Breakfast? Uh, Jimmy's going to be so mad that I've put that out to, to the world. Dude, the, the band's hard as shit, and it's great. I mean, I we are think keeping with the whole about... food theme, Big Breakfast. Yeah, dude, you got it. I bet you a band like World I Hit has a Big Breakfast. I Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like three or four <laughs> flapjacks, and then some arash or bacon, and there you go. What's a rash of bacon? I heard a term once when I was overseas in the UK and then on like a few movies. I think it's just like a measurement of bacon. Or a, maybe it's just like something. Rasha? Rasher? Or, yeah. How do you try sp- to look that up? How do you spell maybe, that? Maybe I've gone full. A rasher. Uh, rasher of bacon. There you go. Yeah, oh, a rasher? Thin slice of bacon or ham portion is three or four slices. So yeah, there you go. Oh, a, a rasher. Like, yeah, rash I have bacon. a rash, a rasher. I mean, yeah, it's kind of, yeah. You're having a rash. That, that, okay. okay. I'm going to feel real check stupid that if these guys are vegan. Of sayings, Are you know if they're vegan or vegetarian? I, I primarily eat vegetarian. I've been on a Spencer Eats, you know, certain meats mode certain meats. lately. Just trying to, like, kind of test out my you know, tolerances, if that helps with some of my fatigue issues. Um, well, bro, I was actually talking about the band World I Hate if they were vegan or vegetarian, but I appreciate oh. you sharing. <laughs> Sorry, I was looking I was looking at rasher of bacon. Um, I don't think so. Jimmy, Jimmy, I, Jimmy's a, a man who eats meat for sure. Yeah, I still want to. I still don't want to offend because I mean, there, there's, there's the. I've had the veggie like vegan bacon before. It's pretty good, but mm, well, I don't eat. I don't eat pork to begin with, so it's whatever. Well, I'm on team veggie, veggie bacon or turkey bacon. That, a rasher of bacon is a a saying that I've only learned of until five seconds ago. So if, now you're gonna be saying if, it forever, dude. You go go to like a Waffle House one day when you're back can, in the states. Can I just get like, a, I want a rasher, rasher of bacon? <laughs> They'll know what's up. Like, yeah, I'll Dude, give you three I or have four slices. A thousand percent. Pl- well, here's the thing. I, I'm going to pull that at the next, you know, Denny's late night excursion after a show. But I don't know how much bacon that actually is because I'd be like, yo, let me check my account to make sure I can afford a, a rasher of bacon. Man, we get so off the rails at times, um, which I love. But. Oh, dude, of course. We're getting there, though. We're almost like two-thirds I, I of the way I just wish done. we had fans of this, of my podcast, in gen- or this show in general, where they could just cut, like, listen up, but it's only the parts that don't talk about hardcore. <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> it would be the I most bet, If we really tried, shit. we could probably make an entire podcast link of what we've done so far about not hardcore stuff. Yes. Just talk about peanut and bacon. Yeah. Um. Did you see my message here in the chat? Oh, you did. Um, 
we oh. I think we're gonna have to make a go for it because I've left uh I originally told uh the dude after three and then I pushed it again to 330 and now it's like 408. I just don't want to keep pushing this <laughs> okay, okay. Like, we'll, hey, we'll, you want to keep pushing back? No, uh, we'll we'll keep yeah. we'll keep on it. Um yeah, we'll yeah. keep them and then we'll get through the rest of the the five tricks. But uh yeah, let the people know what we got next. Okay, so there is a band out of Knoxville, Tennessee called Melee, uh, like Super Smash Brothers Melee, uh, same spelling. They dropped a demo uh, a week or so back, and it is just monstrous. It's like <laughs> super. I was I would classify it as beat down. Like there's some barbaric shit. Like if you could imagine a fake mosher like the idea if you can construct your own mosher in like a video game this is a top heavy like seven foot tall dude with like 200 pound arms and they're swinging them real slow but it's going at the force of like a hurricane that's what i imagine <laughs> is like what the riffs are for it's like like lord of the rings troll moshing you're just like beating the living shit out of everything what uh, a beautiful kind of cool about description Thank you. The, the thing that's kind of cool about this is uh, I used to go to school in East Tennessee. Um, so I was like an hour and change away from Knoxville mm. from like age 18 to 20. So I, I, I kind of got like accustomed to going to shows out there, uh, knowing some of like the East Tennessee, like hardcore people. Uh, there's been a lot of changes since then, uh, back in like 2011, 2012. But I think they're on like the verge of something really cool. I know they just had a, I think it was like a two or three day festival of like a lot of local bands in Knoxville this past weekend. And it, it looked like it went really, really well. Um, so I'm excited to bring this to the table. And I think it's two weeks in a row I've done Tennessee because we did a gum song yeah, last month, right? So and we had Drew on the pod, so. There you go. And so this will be the final final uh, call in here. We're just moving an hour to north to, to Knoxville. The track's going to be Tools of the Trade off their demo. And the album art's just beautiful. Uh, I like that. <laughs> it's very, uh, it looks like it could be a, a Mayo art art piece, but I don't know if it is. Well, when you were describing the, the ideal hardcore mosher, I was just immediately thinking of a john mayo hooded goon oh, like, with yeah, like, oversized kind of like, arms so whether okay. it is or not you know the the mindset is there um all right uh so yeah tools of the trade by melee and then uh we're gonna chat some more with someone from the band about uh about all that shit let's uh check out the track Like you, fifteen. 
That yeah, shit was isn't that so, just so fucking abrasive. It just like <laughs> almost like it could shouldn't even be that slow. Like nothing should be that slow and, and be so good. But they've just found it. This the the be, ass beating tempo. Yeah, man. Like I, it was just the. It is hard. Speaking as someone who's in a beatdown band myself, it is hard to find that perfect tempo that is like. Okay, it is slow, but it's not overly slow that you feel like that those breakdowns where it's like, like yeah. it just See, like, where it gets a little corny per se. But mm-hmm. man, that shit is awesome. Noah. Fantastic. Noah, are you Hello? with us? Hello. What's up? Welcome to the pod, dude. Violence has sealed the deal. Um, to quote your vocalist, but man, we just listened to Tools of the Trade, and this it happens pretty often. I don't know how uh, much you know about the show, but usually Jack brings some mm-hmm. tracks and I bring some tracks. Usually, every month that we do this, there's at least one that has an overlap. And for this month, it was we both were like, we need to get melee on this shit. And the fact that we have someone from the band calling in is is very, very exciting. So I appreciate you making some time for us. Dude, that's sick. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Um, do you want to tell the folks at home that don't know uh, what you do in the band? Yeah, so I play guitar, um, and then I do some backup vocals as well. Nice. Um, yeah. So I think the first question that definitely caught my eyes when I saw the band name is did you guys get the name from Subaru Smash Bros or was it just <laughs> like melee as a uh, as a form of, of violence per se yeah so yes in the sense that it does definitely allude to like video games I guess you could say mm-hmm. you know like meleeing someone but definitely our friend actually came up with it um and then we just kind of rolled with it. We're all like pretty into video games and then obviously hardcore and violence. So it just kind of <laughs> made sense, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and since putting this out, like how many shows have you guys played? Cause I was looking on your Instagram and there was a release show, which 
it's funny. It was your release show and first show, and you were headlining. Is that is is all those <laughs> facts correct? <laughs> that is correct. Yeah. Let's just go straight to the top. <laughs> yeah. So that was also that was at our friend's uh, vintage store, and that was their first show at the vintage store as well. Oh, okay. So it was kind of like a collective idea of all of us to have it there. Mm-hmm. And we were like, yeah, let's just make it our first show, release show. Then there, another band that played that was also their first show. Oh, so it was okay. a lot of firsts. Yeah, it was sick. I've I've obviously heard like playing at a, a record store or something a little more unconventional, but I think I've never thought of or heard of playing at a vintage shop. That's really cool. Really? Yeah, it was sick. It was mm-hmm. super cool. Um, Jack, when you first heard these guys, like, what was your first instinct of like the heaviness and just the over, just like, I really, like, I want to captain Falcon punch someone through a wall, <laughs> like in real life. I mean, so, uh, as I kind of like talked about a little bit before you got on Noah, um, I used to go to shows in Knoxville, like back in like. 2011 2012 era like around when like mm. will die fingers crossed used to play uh and i'm familiar from like back in like my metal core days obviously like Whitechapel being from knoxville uh mm-hmm. and so i'm not surprised that something like this exists over there <laughs> like I, this this sounds like east tennessee hardcore to me uh oh. but like i would just really impress because like a lot of like what i would consider you guys is like beat down sometimes it's like gets too predictable i guess uh and like it it gets to a level of corniness or like predictability where it's like i don't really want to listen to this but you guys have like Mm. the riffs obviously like that's that's credit onto you since you're behind (laughs) that but like thank you the 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 tempo and just like everything about it is just like like horrifyingly heavy and so Mm. like is that like what what are you guys drawing as like influences (laughs) like is there anything like local to y'all or like to East Tennessee that you're pulling from, or uh, is it something that's like, I guess that, that you're gravitating towards that you think is missing from like the Knoxville scene? Um, I think it would definitely be more on the end of what's missing. Um, I definitely don't want to pull from like bands that aren't doing cool shit here, obviously, mm-hmm. but just like for what we like, it's just not really the hardcore scene isn't like popping off in that sense. Um, and we're all kind of from different areas. Like none of us were born here actually. So I feel like all of our influences kind of like could definitely tie into that. Yeah. Interesting. Where where are you originally from? I'm originally from South Jersey, like outside of Philly. Mm. Oh shit. How do you get from South Jersey to, (laughs) to Knoxville, Tennessee? (laughs) Uh, so I tattoo full time and I moved here to work at a shop here. Yeah. Mm. Hell Yeah. Yeah, that's a good spot to be. That's interesting, though, that like all y'all are kind of like from different areas, because like this sound, like I said, it's like very much of like because like back when I was going to shows, then you definitely had a hardcore scene. But like the, the White Chapel was at kind of like their peak. And you're seeing like a lot of these like mm. heavier deathcore, like slam bands playing a lot near there and like Nashville. And right. so like this is just like reminiscent of that. And I just like I really fuck with it a whole lot. Um, that's sick. Yeah, yeah, and then I guess this is a follow-up question. Like, what is, what is like going on? I guess in Knoxville now, because like from trying to pay attention to stuff after I moved away, like it seems like a 
pretty much it died. The scene died for like a <laughs> number of years. And I, I think this past weekend was like the the Knoxville like uh, hardcore f- festival thing that y'all y'all had. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was pretty pretty cool to see something that big going on. Uh, even if it's just like more regional bands, but like what what's going on? I guess the, the state of the scene in Knoxville. Totally. Uh, I mean, yeah, that hardcore fest I feel like was the biggest thing here I've seen in a while. Um, I, to be honest, I feel like a big reason we wanted to even start the band was because we felt like there wasn't much going on. Mm-hmm. So it's still, but I guess in the past couple months, things have honestly started to like pick up. It feels like, um, even like in surrounding areas like Chattanooga, there's like a bunch of sick bands down there right now. Right. Uh, Louisville, obviously. So it's like, I don't know. I feel like it's a good time for Knoxville. I think the problem right now is just finding venues, uh, which is why we were stoked about that vintage spot. So that could mm. be a new spot. Um, but yeah, I mean, are y'all kind of keeping it like DIY as far as the spots? Cause like, I, I can't think of like a, an actual bar. Cause it used to be the uh, Long Branch Saloon, but I don't think that's still doing <laughs> shows or even exist anymore. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, so we've only played two shows. So like, as far as what we're doing, it's like, Mm -hmm. we're still getting a grip on like where the shows are happening. But from what we've noticed, it's been like, yeah, there's like a bar spot, a couple other big spots, but that's really it. Like house Mm -hmm. shows aren't really a thing. Uh, VFWs, I haven't seen doing anything. So it's pretty, there's a lot of room to grow, I think. Uh, So I think we'll see what happens with it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm excited for it. As far yeah. as like, you know, goals for the band, are there like specific things when you guys are doing this where you're like, we want to tour full time? Like, we just want to kind of be a, a dope, like, local act. Like, where on that, you know, scale do you guys lean? And and has that changed since of the response of, um, of the, the, the release coming out? Um, I think probably all of us would just want to like stick around here. Um, yeah, like we all work full time. I'm about to have a kid. There's like a lot going on outside of the band that like touring wouldn't necessarily fit into right now. Right. Um, like we're planning like a couple day runs, like small stuff like that. Uh, but I think for the most part, it'd be sick just to be like a local thing. And then hopefully just bring in like more bands that are on the road. Like when they come through, we open up for them or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very self-aware thing. Just be like, yeah, we got enough going on personally to be like (laughs) down just to be like, Hey, we'll be just the local beat down band that like warms up the bands that are coming and touring through Knoxville. That's very cool. Yeah. I mean, it'd be as sick as it would be to do tours and everything. It's just like not in the cards right now for any of us. So yeah, if one day it were to be, that'd be awesome, but it's not right now, you know? Yeah. Um, one of the final questions that I have, I don't know if Jack has anything else. Um, you know, we, we, the first question I said right at the get go was like, is it tied to, to melee and unintentionally? (laughs) Yes or no. Um, yeah. Who out of all the melee characters, who do you think melee fits sonically? to a character oh, wow. if that makes sense that's a hard question yeah like y'all aren't like a pichu kind of band <laughs> no no 
I mean, maybe like, damn, that's so hard. Who's the uh, the guy that shoots stuff out of his? He's like almost like an Iron Man looking guy. Maybe that guy. Sam. Okay. Yeah, he'll like get up, get up in there, but also like some distance attacks. You know. Yeah. Okay. I was I was personally gonna say Ganondorf because he's got like mm. the boot <laughs> yeah. and like just will bring the hammer down if need be. Um, yeah. Because that's what I, I hear like from that. y'all. But yeah, I you know mm. Samus. Can pack a punch. Got the beam. So, yeah, it's up there. I think he just looks cool, which is, you know, what I always choose characters based off of. So, yeah. Like, <laughs> well, we should we should to. correct the record that Samus is is a she. So. Oh, yeah. 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 I wasn't trying to like Santa isn't real you or anything like that. You're like, wait, what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, Jack, do you have any other questions before we let our boy go? Yeah, just one statement, then just like, uh, I guess maybe just a final comment on like the, the melee stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I would say like Bowser would probably be y'all's character. <laughs> I just imagine that, like, just like the spinning tortoise shelf, the spikes and shit, just like destroying everything. Dude, that's what so I like thinking. that. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, that's probably it. Just chaos. Yeah. And, um, yeah, as long as you're cool with me, uh, just like talking about this show, because I think um, I booked you all uh, a date uh, in Roanoke next month. Uh, well, in August. And so I'm really excited to like bring you all to southwestern Virginia, because like I oh, really yeah. do think that like. An important thing that I've thought about, and I'm glad that you all are kind of like in the same mindset of like wanting to stay in your region and just kind of build it back up is like you're only as healthy of a scene as like that your surrounding areas. And for us, like mm. for you, it, 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 it's just as hard as for, for Roanoke. I mean, like the closest thing we have is like Raleigh or Richmond, anything else is like VFW halls and like the super, super DIY stuff. So like right. to see like Knoxville stuff doing well, even like Johnson city, like hearing that, I think Andrew has like a, a VFW hall down there now that he's booking shows at. Um, from Septon Bone and like just Sick. all those regions that kind of get knocked and forgotten about. I'm really glad that like y'all exist to like bring people back to Knoxville because like Knoxville, some of my favorite shows I've ever been to were in Knoxville. And mm. I think just like people are missing out. If you're not going to Chattanooga, if you're not going to like Roanoke or Knoxville or like some of these out like out of like not now in the middle of nowhere, but like off the beaten track kind of areas, you're really missing right. out on like some some real ass hardcore spirit. Oh yeah, absolutely. But yeah, looking forward to playing with you guys, and um, I hope people are really gonna fuck with this demo. I don't see a reason why they would. So I hope so too. I'm stoked as well, man. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Noah, all your info uh, for your personal as well as the. Um the the demo will be out in the description appreciate you calling in and you know shooting the shit with us uh hopefully we'll play smash bros me and you one day but we'll we'll have oh, to yeah. see i hope so <laughs> i haven't played in a long time so i might have to warm up before right. then but well get get to training <laughs> yeah <laughs> i i will see you soon my friend thanks for calling in oh yeah thank you so much no worries see you, see you guys Man, we've had some really awesome um collins today and yeah it's it's really made for a really long episode but i've been loving every every minute of it um all right we got 
six tracks yes we do <laughs> six songs let's let's do kind of we've never done this before and this is not to decredit any of these tracks for sure but i think we should do like rapid fire try okay. to let it speak for itself few things of why we like it and and keep cooking sure yeah i mean um if the order is correct i guess I'm, I, one of my other tracks is next yeah. um uh, I was listening to this. Oddly enough, it helped me. I was listening to the newer episode of um, Max to Grind, and they were talking about this on one of the like the, the advertisements. Apparently, I think it's some of the dudes that are in Spy that are okay. in this band called Caveman, uh, releasing uh, a record out on To Live a Lot Records. If you put two and two together with the name Caveman, you look at the art. If you know To Live a Lie, it's some ignorant fast <laughs> power violence like hardcore it's good it's I, honestly i think that just kind of speaks for itself if you know like the people that are in it the label has some of the best quality of this kind of sound it's it's some real knuckle dragging shit i'm ready to drag some knuckles um especially off of that smash bros conversation um i've never heard this before so i'm excited to check it out really really green um track is no excuse and the band is called caveman Super quick. That's the way it should be. And it's just mm -hmm. perfect length. What more can you ask? I I have nothing more to ask. It's sick. <laughs> um, next up is Pick Up Mine. I feel like when you play in a band and you see a band come out that has a slightly similar name, maybe it has a, a same word or something like that, you're like, oh, we're kind of in this unintentional family of, you know, the, you know, single word bands or something that has that. So mm -hmm. playing an end game and then I see a band called Game of Life, I'm like, I'm just a little bit more intrigued than a band called whatever else. So and it was also that alone is one thing, but like the artwork, I was like, oh, OK, like there's something here. Um, this band is out of San Francisco, California. Yeah, um, so. The track that we're going to be checking out is Never Again. Um, I think it's like, it's self-released. This is the first 
Wait, you know, first thing from these guys? Well, that's not true. They, they, yeah, they did a demo last year that has the, the miserly duck. I don't know what the dude's name, but it's from like the Daffy? Mickey Mouse Donald's. It's it's like Donald's uncle or something. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. I can't remember that the name, old but fucker. You know what I'm <laughs> um, yeah, but I don't know. I've been listening to this and I it's got like it's got just like a it's it's hardcore, but it's got a little bit of just hip hop, I think, like sprinkled in there. There's a little bit of like non-conventional hardcore stuff that's just kind of baked yeah, into it. There's like something else to it. Cause like when I've I listened to the demo when it came out last year and then this, I'm like, there's something going on that like I'm not really pinpointing what it is, but it's like I wouldn't say pop sensibility, but it's it, they're dragging from something that's maybe like in that world that's like could be like rap hip hop or just like top 40 contemporary stuff. Right. But like it's cool. Like I think it's it's a refreshing look. And honestly, I wish they would have put who the art was done by in the band camp because I, I love the art. I'm like I, the more you look into it, it's one of those things. The more you look at it, the more interesting things you see in it. So I want to take a guess um because i don't know if i'll if this is correct i've been following this artist from uh, somewhere across the pond but uh he's been following scoped and we chat a little bit on the on the dm it's i think okay so he did our next tracks artwork um for buggin uh oh, okay but uh mark dot ua is uh is is handle um he's he's a really really talented dude um and that's what i thought when i saw this but man i'm just trying to oh i got the i got the dude's uh handle on here oh it's, okay yeah it's not joe frontel so the dude's name is joe frontel from saint pete florida and from looking at some of his past work, it looks uh, like he's okay. able... It is similar, but I, yeah. I see the differences there. That's cool, though. Yeah, it looks like a lot of his artwork is like able to fit in a lot of detail into a small amount of space, which mm -hmm. I always find to be very impressive. So yeah, props to this dude. Yeah. I'm glad that my guest wasn't like, it is the track that it's next. It's not just out of nowhere. But uh, yeah, shout out to Joe um for doing that yeah um i feel like without beating the bush like so much about this track before we get into it i think when we did the jewel tone feature whether that was last month or the month before where we were talking about some of that kind of like mm. com combining of worlds i don't know if that's the same but i would love to see game of life and jewel tone doing something together because i feel like they're think in the same way even if they know it or not um hmm. but the track is never again by game of life let's hit it Never again will I be 
super like more metally growl at the end of that song like mm-hmm. i'm sure if i had to take a guess it was like let's let's just add something a little different at the end there and the track could have definitely been totally fine without it but i think it definitely is this nice little unexpected surprise <laughs> oh dude i i was about to say anytime that i've done that live or <laughs> i've never seen a band do it it's always just like fuck it i'm just gonna do it yeah so I, I don't think it's ever a planned thing but it's always it's always welcome i guess i don't ever find it to be distasteful so yeah so game of life um i see you and i'm into it um that's I know a, this is a, an audio that's podcast. An interesting like, thing to to sound like you're like throwing some riz out there, dude. It's like I, I see you in my life. I like what you, I like what you're doing. Yeah, I don't know. I might have a little crush <laughs> on Game of Life. I don't know. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, next up, Chicago's own Buggin, um, a band that I think they had an awesome like, you know when they did their last release kind of like over 2020, this is one of those mm-hmm. bands where it's like, I've been, I've been waiting. I've been, I've been almost bugging out having no bugging. Um, if you know what I mean, but, um, new record is here, um, through flat spot records. Um, the record is called concrete cowboys. Uh, the track I've selected is the customer is always wrong, which, Working a very customer service centric job these days, you know, where I want to throw my head through a wall with some of the people or waste of life that come through the the coffee shop have, has been, it, it's been a reminder of me. It's like, no, people are shitty. It's not just, you know, don't get too gloomy about it. But at least... Think about that when you're listening to this Buggin' song. Um, I'll play it, and then, Jack, I want to hear your thoughts about the the album and the track and all that good shit. But um, the customer is always wrong. Buggin'.
bugging really for the freaks, you know? Dude, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say this before I go into my my shit. Just <laughs> I just need your immediate answer. What comes to your mind? Okay. It's just like a yes or no. Do you my think, eyes are closed? I'm ready. Do you to think Buggin is the most underrated flat spot band? Yes. Yeah, and I just don't know why. That's all I want to. That's what I want to start out first because every time I've seen them, um, I think they've played both disturbing the pieces um, that have happened in Baltimore, and that's the two times that I've gotten to see them. They just like destroy life. They really do, and people just—I guess—people just don't get that. Um, they don't play out as maybe some of some of the other bands that are on that label as much, you mm-hmm. know. So like maybe they're just well kept, but like it should be apparent by this LP and just by seeing them that like they should be one of the most talked about bands going right now. But they, for some reason, people just kind of leave them out. Um, and I don't know if that's just like some of the bad timing. So I think the name change thing happened during or right before the pandemic uh, from like bugging out to bugging. And then like, like you said, they, I, I guess like once the last thing they released before this, how long of a wait has it been on material? Let me just pull that up real quick. Um, so it was the bugging out EP, um, which was April 11th, 2020. So over three years and that EP came out in the midst of so much craziness. Um, oh dude. Yeah. And so like, well, like they did, they, the, did, like they did the brain singles. freeze, like two song mm-hmm. promo at the beginning of 2020, but a full release, that was it. Yeah. So like we've been, it's been like a three year wait pretty much for this to come out. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't, I'm not, I don't want to dwell on whether that hurt or, or like uh, hurt them or help them. But like, I think people should know now that listening to this like record, this is a badass band. Yeah. Like, and I, and like for real, cause like when I first saw them the first time, cause I only had like the bugging out demo at that point. Um, I was like not like the biggest fan. Like I thought it was cool, but then I saw him live and I was like, never mind. Like this is <laughs> this, this exceeds all my expectations. <laughs> it's like this is exactly the shit I want to hear. Like, especially the song you picked. It sounds to me a lot like the rival mob and a little bit of like freedom. Mm. Um and that's just some shit that I will always love. Uh and major respect just to this band, you know, honest to God, just People need to open their fucking ears, get the wax out of them if need be, <laughs> and just like just recognize how good this band is. Yeah, it's it I've I've been thinking about and you you know me well enough, Jack, that I do all this like self narration and lore behind talking about upcoming ideas for upcoming episodes. But like Bree, uh singer of this band, they were on kind of like in the in the midst of all the George Floyd stuff, but I've wanted to do a, a re kind of interview with them off of a new release. And again, it was just we were waiting around for so long about it. But now that it's out and people are finally knowing the bugging name, I think it's time. Like I think I I drafted the the DM to them, but. Um, I know that they just started a Euro tour with uh, friends of the show. I was literally about to say that because I just forgot. I was looking on the Spotify. I was like, oh, shit, that starts like now. Yeah. Like, yeah, they like, just did Outbreak. And I think the day of recording this, they're playing in London. Oh, at New Cross Inn. 
I just need to there say the New Cross Inn in London is like I think the goaded DIY hardcore spot because I watch David Tan and all the all the mm. major core tours that happen they happen there. I know that venue like the back of my hand, and I've never been there. But interesting, like anytime I see that like venue where bands are playing, it's packed. It's crazy. People are like flipping off of shit. So, um, so yeah, I. That's that's one place I do want to go when I go back to the UK. I really want to go to a show there. Mm. So I'm right there with you. So um, shout out to Buggin, um, Bree. I'm gonna be hitting you up to to do a second pod because this record is fucking awesome, and I hope these these cats get some love because it's it's long overdue. Like Jack was saying. Um, three more tracks, y'all. Um, this is my second last one. And we were talking a little bit about Hudson Valley shit earlier in the episode. And, um, I, I follow, uh, the Mind Force King. Um, (laughs) and, uh, he shared this band on his story. And I was like, oh, okay. And I don't know much else about them other than they're a Hudson Valley hardcore band. Um, This uh, band that we're going to listen to is called Quiet. Uh, The track is Forgiveness. And um, this is off their debut EP, uh, Talk is Cheap, through Bone Shaker Records. Um, This this band got my bone shaken. What else can I say? Um, It's just... uh, it's got like a good hardcore vibe, but like I think the vocals specifically are something that I'm like kind of going back and re-listening to time and time again. Um, Jack, have you listened to this at all? I have not. I've definitely seen the the art floating around, and it makes sense because I think I saw it from some Hudson Valley people, um, but I don't know much about this. Mm. Um, yeah, it's like just going to the Instagram because again, it was very much like I saw Jay post it and I'm like, okay, if Jay's posting about a band, I probably want to check it out. Um, and from what I can see, it's just hardcore rock and roll. Everybody sing along. That's what their bio says. Um, no shows from what I can see, but I don't know. I, I let's play it and we'll debrief on that. Okay. And, I think that's uh, a good point. Oh, there is a show. There's a weekend of shows that they've done already. It was at the bottom of the Instagram. All right, let's play it. Quiet. Track is forgiveness. Talk is cheap. Yeah, boy. 
What do you think? Sounded like a party. I like that. <laughs> There's a lot of personality in that dude's vocals. Like mm-hmm. I was trying to pinpoint it. Like definitely like if you ever seen someone try to do an impersonation of like Metallica, <laughs> like a Metallica style vocals, but like with a little bit of like the uh like death threat and like breaks breakdown uh inflections on it. Like I think it's cool. Like I like to have uh hear vocals that have some personality to it. Yeah. And I like that little part at the end. I thought the song was going to go on for a lot longer and then it just kind of quit out. It was just like a little, all right, charge around and then all right, we're done. Yeah. The everybody come on like was like, damn, we're just, we're doing that, but it didn't feel cheesy. It was like, all right, the man said it. We have to listen. Yeah, it's like, you. I feel like you would hear something like that if you're like stopped at, a gas station like a like a Bucky's or a Wawa, <laughs> and you're just like the dad's like, all right, come on, everybody, let's go inside and get some food. Yeah, so quiet. Um, I'm intrigued, and you know, I think the fact that you know Mind Force has definitely put a lot of new bands from the Hudson Valley on the map, like Age of Apocalypse, and now one of these is uh is exciting and uh more bands singing like that please more metallica ripoff singing um i think <laughs> is the is the move um all right this is your last track jack and then you know very close to the end of this almost 3 hour pod but uh we've hit on so much good Thank shit here. let's let's end it oh, with a bang what do we got one thing i just wanted to make sure i'm we're, we're clear on cuz i didn't do this intentionally is the band that's after this one also from Australia. You devious dog. I didn't know I did an Australia <laughs> backpack. I, but I guess that's what's happening. Um, I literally was like, every time I bring tracks to you, I'm like, oh, okay, well, we need at least one. It's, it's the running joke with us. We need at least one Australian track. But I guess we got two and we're just ending it. We with, got the double dose. We got the we really double do. dose from down under. Damn. So... The first one of this one two punch here is a band <laughs> called All In. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're from Adelaide, Australia. They just came out with an LP called uh, What Remains. I think this is almost like a time capsule. I'm really curious about this band because this reminds me a lot of like shit that came out during like the Know the Score era, like 2006, 2007. Um. oh gosh like Reign Supreme like that kind of era of stuff and it's so interesting because it definitely has like it's melodic uh, it's like melodic in that way um, of like the half heart era kind of melodicism and it has a little bit of like a youth crew feel too so I think that's pretty sick um, the record came out on Set the Fire Records uh, Australia um, and really you know i just think it's it's neat i like i like something that's kind of like a real throwback um because you don't really get to hear a lot of that i don't think uh so i'm curious to see if they're like older people from that era that are just trying to bring it back or maybe some like young or like younger kids that barely missed that the mark of being able to play in bands around that time and are just trying to to do that style mm-hmm. um you familiar with this these guys at all no um i love the band name 
all in. Yeah, dude, it, it sounds so fucking classic. It's just like I can imagine like it's Dog one of those Pile like why stage. has that not been used before? I'm sure I'm sure there's other all in bands, but this is the first time I'm hearing it. But it's like, damn, that's a good that's a good hardcore band name. Oh, and the, the song I, I chose is chose. Oh God. <laughs> I've selected is disconnected. You know, I've I've noticed this. I never ever say much detail about the bands. Like I do, but I never say the track name usually. I'm just like <laughs> off my world. I'm just like, yeah, this band's sick as fuck. We're just gonna listen to it. And you're like, oh, well, this this is the album name and the band name. Yeah. And no. it's like, well, this time I got I, I think I got it all now. I hit all um, who is this the feature that's on this? The name sounds familiar. Uh I'm gonna do some looking up while we listen to this. Sure. I have a feeling of who it is, but I'm not going to just, I don't want to look dumb. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to look dumb. Um, okay. All in, disconnected, Australia. Let's go. positively sick you you could just i can just imagine them on a bill of like guns up or something like that and just making so much sense i did from what i could try to find on discogs there is a sean mclaughlin from louisville that was involved in um some hardcore bands uh i think one of them was cinder block and evergreen Mm -hmm. and then there's another one i can't remember but that could be that could be the person, but that's like, a, I feel like to me, and I could just be just very ignorant. Um, uh, such a deep cut, uh, of what the connection would be from Louisville, Kentucky to Australia. Adelaide, Australia. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, Hey, maybe there's something there, but I, I'm a fan of the track. And like I said earlier, uh, it's always good to listen to something that gives you that nostalgia for like when you first started getting into hardcore. And yeah. So like, happy to hear something like this it makes me feel like i'm 16 years old let me tell you an interesting story real quick before okay. it's like it's a canada story canada lore on on on, on my end so the first yeah it's it, it piques your interest so 
the, I, the, I've really had to convince my parents to try to wear hardcore merch because like they didn't like the imagery on it. Like, it, like uh, anything with like skulls or death or whatever, they're like, no, nah, I'm not going to let you get this. Right. So coincidentally around that time, come that kid had a shirt online. Um, I'm sure you've seen it before. It's, I think it's just like a, like a black shirt, gray logo, come back kid. And there's a coffin. I think it's like blue or purple and there's something coming out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe like a wake the dead era, a shirt. And I was like, ran it by my mom. And I think she just couldn't see that there was a skeleton on it. And she was just like, all right, I'll get you the shirt. But they only had two X and I was like a youth large at the time. And so I was like, I don't give a fuck, dude. I, she, she this is before the games days. Dude, before, way before the games. And so like my first ever piece of hardcore merch was this comeback kid shirt in the 2X when I was wearing like mediums. Uh, and so just like, just swimming I still have in it this too. Thing. And it's like still kind of hanging on after like shit, maybe 12, 13 years. Wow. Uh, and I just remember like listening to bands that sound like All In wearing that just embarrassingly long comeback <laughs> kid shirt and just being stoked on fucking hardcore. So I'm glad Man. that I just brought that to mind. Yeah. I like it's always funny because the reverse of that, when you get the the shirt that's too small, like mm-hmm. there's like, well, there's no practical use for this. So it's either gonna sit in here forever or I'm gonna throw it away. But at least with the two X, you can either grow into that over twelve years or you're just gonna wear it like obnoxiously. Like, yeah, I'm self-aware that this shirt is way too big for me. Um Going back to the track, there, yeah, it's definitely like not the most popular thing that people are doing nowadays when it comes to that like melodic kind of like up tempo shit. Like I heard like no bragging rights kind of stuff. Okay, on mm-hmm. on this, um, at least from from my preview, but like not as you know, no singy like melodic kind of stuff. I don't know if there's other stuff on that release, but you know, the band's been going for a minute. It seems like I think the first release that I can see here was like 2018. So yeah, I think it's like 2017, 2018. Yeah. So like yeah. they've been going for a little bit and yeah. yeah, I can't think of another Australian band, let alone like some U S bands that have this style. So maybe mm-hmm. this will be like, to go along with the style, the spark that fuels the flame of revitalization of, of melodic hardcore. Yeah. That probably makes people really just want to turn the computer off because I know there's a lot of melodic hardcore haters, but like <laughs> I'm here for it personally. I mean, you know, I think every genre has their heyday. Um, you know, I think melodic hardcore was definitely the thing to bridge me into the world a little bit more because I would listen to, you know, a lot of stuff that I needed the singing to kind of get into the, okay, I'm okay with people just screaming in my face for two minutes mm-hmm. straight, you know? But, um, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's a dope track. And, um, very funny to be ending with not one, but two Australian bands. Um, the second of which is, uh, my last pick, which is a band called Mauler. Mauler is from newcastle australia nchc had to kind of put that together um the track we're going to be listening to is called desire off their 2023 two-song promo through last ride records um just you know we, we everyone knows that i'm a big fucking nerd when it comes to different stuff so when i 
I know there's a band from out in Fargo called Mall, um, but Mauler, yep. I was like, okay, y'all are fucking with the Phantom Menace shit, hopefully. Um, <laughs> but I listened to this and I was like, damn, this is, it's heavy. It's got, it's got the juice. Um, and yeah, it's funny that, you know, I was just trying to do my Australian part when it comes to this episode, but we're on the same wavelength here. So, um, have you checked this out? I'm familiar with the band because I've been like following them a little bit. I think they did something back in 2021 on last ride. Yeah. It was their demo. Maybe the, the demo. Yeah. 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 Not too familiar with the promo, but like I expect it to be just as good as that. You know, mm-hmm. I was a last ride really doesn't miss. Uh, in my opinion. So I'm confident in it. Blindly confident, I guess. Blindly confident. All right. Um, so last track for this episode, Desire by Mahler. Concludes listen up with a bang. That track rules. That was a really good track. I'm glad we ended it's, on that. It, the past three hours. I, lo- I love this. To be completely this so- honest, it was fucking with me a bit because it was just like the the instruments are going ba Like there's it's changing up, but the vocals are just like I'm committed just to being like bah bah. Brah, brah, brah. And I was like, why are you not like in my syncopation brain? I'm like, why is it not changing up? Why are you not giving me something else? And then when it got to the Dan, da, 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 I was like, wow, it almost felt like because you weren't giving me what I wanted just right away. It made when you actually delivered that much sweeter. So you're talking about delayed gratification. I guess. I guess so. Well. Three hours in. You know, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say two things is my last thing, and then I'll let you piece this out. Okay. I'm going to what has been called the Asian Chipotle. Some like local place near here that I just like someone sent me just like a reel of someone trying it out. And I messaged my friends that we're just gonna do this today. And they're like, yes. So I'm I'm very much looking forward to trying 
this because I, I, I fucking love Chipotle. And if I can get a teriyaki chicken bowl or like a Hawaiian bowl, which is what they have here, I might just fuck it up. Mm-hmm. So there's that. And then um, it is still June, so happy Pride Month. Figured I needed to say that. Also repping fucking stout work. Some of that big, strong, queer energy lifting. So <laughs> shout out to all the other queer people in the gym getting meaty or getting, I don't know what the opposite of that is. Uh, lean? Sculpted. Yeah, lean. <laughs> the, lean all the and lean mean. beef patties and then all the, the, the dirty bulk, like huge steaks. How about that? <laughs> and everything in between. I couldn't have said that better. Um, but yeah, happy Pride Month. Um, it, it's always funny because it's always like, man, these episodes are so long, but like there's so many, gr- there's so much great music to choose from, like, it always happens where I look back at the tracks that we, you know, we just couldn't squeeze onto like a, a, like a strong 15 and, you know, even cutting it down to 10, it would be a shorter episode, but like leaving more on the table. So, you know, we're going to keep bringing dope tracks every month. Um, and the call-ins also are just like, I just wanted to keep going, but I'm like, this is all like, it's, this is a bulky episode, but um, I appreciate yeah. everyone who's been sticking around. Um, shout out to all the bands that we played on the list here. We'll listen to Best Wishes, Ego Death, Smoke Signals, uh, Tsunami, Seltzer, my dog barking because she loves Seltzer, uh, Beyond All Doubt, Zashed, World I Hate, Melee, Caveman, Game of Life, Buggin', Quiet, all in and Mahler. Um, Jack, before we go, is there any what it takes stuff that you want to plug, shout out, let the people know what's going on in your world? I pre- I mean, all the, the magazine stuff has thankfully been like shipped out. I'm working now. I'm just like finding a layout for this year's uh, magazine. I still need to ship you your zine and then one of the persons that like ordered multiple and like it's just heavy enough to where I can't self-send. Uh, so I have to actually talk to a human being, which I usually don't like to do at the, <laughs> at the post office. But, uh, other than that, uh, wait, 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 My, you haven't shipped mine out? No, not yet. <laughs> I was the very <laughs> first person to buy the zine. You were, dude. <laughs> well, cause I initially had your Calgary ad. That's why I asked you for your Toronto one. That's I was true. Like, so that, so you would have gotten yours first, but then I was like, oh yeah, Spencer moved. So I'm just going to yeah. hold this. It's there, buddy. I promise you. Can, <laughs> You're not. <laughs> can I tell you a funny story? Wait, wait. Yeah. Stay there. And I, I need to show you something. Uh, okay. Okay. I thought I had it. Magic trick. It's gone, dude. I thought so. Um, okay. I'm struggling to find it, but. When I went to the speed show the day after I got here, somehow, I forget how, why and how, but somehow I got an early copy of the zine. Yeah, that makes sense. I gave one speed. Uh, and to, I don't know if he was still driving the van for that. Uh, was it Sean? Sean Riley, yeah. I yeah. think it might have been Sean. And I yeah, don't, I again, I, I can't, I can't recall in this three-hour podcast recording all the details. I just remembered I got it, and I realized I'm like, 
Jack hasn't sent me the fucking zine yet. But technically, I guess you got it. Um, <laughs> which I still send you, so you get you get double. But um, yeah, I'm gonna finish those last two that I'm sending out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, just as far as like personal stuff, uh, Hostile Takedown recorded two tracks. They're probably like the best thing that we've recorded. I'm excited for that. Uh, Collective Actions recording our demo in a month's time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we're doing a tour with this band called Wasted Space from Richmond. And we're just hitting up the Mid-Atlantic. I think it's Baltimore, Richmond, Roanoke, Raleigh, North Carolina. Okay. And that Roanoke show is going to be with Melee. So Hell yeah. I'm very, very excited. But I might... Can I ask a favor? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before you send my zine, yeah, could you, if I send you some money, could you send a melee shirt with that? For that, I'll just buy, get the melee shirt for you, and I'll call that as my late payment for not giving you. <laughs> so we'll, no, no, no. We'll, I, we'll I will spend my hard-earned Canadian dollars to support the melee boys. Um, mm. but we'll we'll figure that out after. Um, anything you know. I could say for myself, um, you know, it's definitely, you know, the percentage of people that are still listening at this point of the podcast is very, very slim. Um, but oh, yeah. I would hope that it's the people that really care about what we're doing and uh, what I'm doing and how I'm doing. And yeah, like Jack, Jack knows a few details, but it's definitely been a pretty challenging month for me on the personal level and anything that affects me affects all aspects of my life as much as I don't want it to. And I don't know, scope's been in a, a pretty interesting time where have, have felt my back against the wall with some of the projects. And, you know, we have a lot of homework and things that we're still working through. And, you know, I'm really not trying to let the, yo, what's up with sets from this fest get to me? But it's definitely been one of those months. Um, But doing shit like this and doing shit with um, people like Jack and, you know, their whole crew, um, we got some ideas and things working behind the scenes, like really helps remind me why I'm doing what what I do and um, helps kind of put some wind back in the sails um, for me. So... This is not only a very deep, like really down in the weeds kind of thing for for people that really care about scoped and and you know what I'm doing uh, about what's going on with me, but also kind of a thank you to Jack because without having things like lesson up or just talking about hardcore, you know, it it helps me stay connected in the midst of like not feeling super connected to that whole world. So, um, dude three hours of just straight awesomeness and i appreciate you dude i appreciate you uh i think the bottom line of what spencer just said is and i can sum it up in i don't know how many words because i'm not good at counting um he's not going anywhere (laughs) (laughs) the man's firmly here forever uh and yeah friendship love hardcore Fuck peanut butter. That's <laughs> fuck it. you. That, that's the last <laughs> words I got. You. Don't end with fuck peanut butter. Dude, I'm not, I'm, I'm not even worried about people DMing about it, dude. I, I don't need peanut butter right now. I'm good. Well, 
Thanks again for listening. This has been Listen Up for June 2023. Um, we're, I'm sure, because this always happens, the first day of each month, it's like a bunch of releases out the get-go. So shout out to anyone who's going to drop. I'm curious on how many, if there will be a, like a Canada Day release that makes it on the, the recap episode for July and a 4th of July release. Oh, I'm sure there's going to be. That would be, be very patriotic of both of our countries. Oh, which reminds me. Uh, one one actual last thing. I'm pretty sure Friday, which is the last day of June, Power of Fear stuff drops on days. You should listen to that. People should that are listening to this and you. Uh, I listened to that one single they did with the guy from Buried Dreams. Mm. Very hard. I just, I think if it would have came out in time, it would have been one of my picks. So. It didn't, but special extra shout out at the end of the episode. Um, yeah, make sure to go check out all the bands, follow what it takes, follow it scoped, and we'll see you next month um, for Listen Up. Hardcore. Shit, shit, ah!